Hey everyone, and welcome to the Novacast, a Digimon rewatch experience. I'm Sloane. I'm Mina. And I'm Tom. And today we have episodes 34 and 35 of Digimon Frontier. I hate it here. <laughs> I Once again, I know I say this every episode, I tried to warn you. No, I know. No, you don't need to try to warn me. I want. I've seen this. I know the horrors. Then, then we should have just skipped it. Then we can't. That's it, cheating. It's not cheating. That's yeah, cheating. We make the rules. No, we've got to go through. We've got to go through this 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 important milestone in the Digimon franchise. Tom's never seen uh, it, so yeah, yeah. I've got I've got to learn. Um, I've got to be educated on this. Um, yeah. Well, in that case, Tom, I tried to warn you. <laughs> You did. We have, you, you, we have voting power. We could have vetoed this. No, because I you set my expectations. At the end of the day, I control well. the production. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. You are, you are admin abuse. <laughs> I love admin abuse. <laughs> yes, there are, like there are people who go, oh, this, um, this, this season isn't that bad, and it's like, have, have, when was the last time you watched it? Because if you have watched it since you were a child. Like, in, in as an adult, if you watch this show, and we're like, yeah, no, this is good. Like, I, I question your taste in media in general. <laughs> I am, um, we're doing it for them. We're, uh, we're, you know, we're taking them seriously. We've got to say, all right, if you love this so much, let's, let's, let's examine this. Let's analyze this properly. And that's what we're doing here on the show. Um, yes. But no, I think, I feel like we've got a full picture of Frontier by this point. But nonetheless, we've made it this far. Yeah, so I think... Okay. These two episodes are kind of an excellent, like, microcosm of how, um, you know, about just of how the, the series wastes whatever potential it does have. <laughs> they add a sixth sure. ranger, and then they give him literally three episodes to do anything. Do you, do you think about how, <laughs> think about how wild that is. You add a new, a cool new character, and then he has three episodes before he becomes absolutely, utterly irrelevant. They got they got a new present for Christmas. They got a, like a cool new like I don't know truck or you know like a toy toy truck or something like that. And then they were like, it's like a day later. It's just it begins not being used. Like it just begins gathering dust under the bed yeah. or something like that. That's what yeah. feels like what's happened with Koichi already. Uh, so that's my fun. poor boy. Uh, that poor boy. Can we poor watch boy. Netflix's Digimon instead? <laughs> no, this is our punishment. John Netflix uh, heard about our pitch. He read our pitch, uh, Sloan, and okay. uh, and and he was so disgusted that he sent us back to the frontier mines. This so, is penance. <laughs> here, here we are. Here we are again. Uh, yeah, this is penance. Well, before we talk about the bad stuff, we have lots of good stuff to talk about. Um, <laughs> Digimon Survive is, fi- is finally real, is it, and it's is our it all friend. Good? What is it all good? I'm not sure it's all good, Sloane. I would say most uh, of it's good. As 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 the one person who has played Digimon Survive, I feel like I have somewhat of an authority to talk about whether or not this is good stuff or not. Um, yeah, can I can I can I just give my quick impressions on? Yeah, give give Survive. your quick imp- no no spoilers, but just give your no, quick impressions. No, no spoilers. Um, no, no, don't give spoilers. Give expectation calibration. Yeah. So, um, with its development trouble and choice of developers, because this was not developed like it was produced, obviously by Bandai Namco and, and the Digimon team. There, um, team might just be one guy. Um, it's literally but, just Habu-san in a yeah, closet. But it, 
it's it's uh it's developed by a company called hide uh h-i-d um and they uh sorry h-y-d even um and their uh, their history seems a bit checkered at best um so expectations well, that's, for this one so much checkered is that they've never really done a solo development before they've been support on a lot of games that turned out to be really good it's just mm. like you know, support on a bigger dev is a very different endeavor from, you know, making your own game if, from scratch. Let's not forget that the original developer for this game, Witchcraft, like, their biggest thing was, like, doing some map stuff, like, map production, like, 3D stuff for the Bloodborne DLC. That was, like, their biggest thing. So, like, honestly, anything yeah. is a step up, I'll say. So, anyway, so because of all this... Uh, expectations maybe weren't entirely high just looking at it on paper but i think the amount of like build up to this game and like the general reception for previous recent digimon games being generally okay uh well mainly cyber sleuth um i did not play digimon world next order but i heard it was okay for the one of those um this game i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say it has failed to live up to expectations but it is startlingly average, I will say. Uh, Tom, just for reference, how far are you in? I am not far enough in that I cannot legally talk about the uh, the game's plot anymore okay. uh, for two months or whatever that, that, that spoiler warning thing they said was. Uh, I'm, they said, I'm, we'll show you, Atlas. I'm about, like, most of the way through Chapter 4. So okay. I am going to continue playing, obviously. I'm not about to write off the game this early in. Um, and I do still enjoy fair bits of it. But I find that the the failing that I've had so far with this game is that the writing, which is the majority of the game, because it's a visual novel with some breaks for strategy. 70% um, and 30%, let's just remember that, which a lot of people seem to forget, and they got yeah, very so mad at this being a visual novel for some reason. I'm I'm really not interested in approaching it from like that perspective of like, well, these people didn't know. It's like, no, okay, look, for what it is, I, I have a lot of time for... A lot of, I've played a lot of games where they are visual novels, but they have, I think I've, maybe the terms like it's supposed to be like ADV. I think that's a thing that that's thrown around. But like basically, it's a visual novel, but there are like actual games. Like an adventure, an adventure game. Yeah, absolutely. Like um, you're talking so, about like the AIs and the like Phoenix rights. Precisely, uh, and the Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim, which I feel like this is. Just on on paper, this is maybe like the thing that is closest to. Mom, can um, we get eight, thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim? We have thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim at home. Thirteen <laughs> Sentinels Aegis Rim at home. This is very different, just because a lot of the like uh, g- gimmicks, not using that uh, derogatively, but um, a lot of the gimmicks of of thirteen Sentinels um, obviously aren't present here. This is a much more linear game. Um, but you know there is a visual novel um, for the most part, and then yeah, it would take breaks for strategy and so on. Um, and the writing just isn't there. Like part of my problem with this is that it's mirroring stuff that you'll see in like Digimon Adventure uh, and and I suppose Frontier and so on and 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 uh, Fusion and so on. It's all Digimon World based. You know there aren't really any real world bits besides what the prologue um so far anyway um and i and the characters are older than like the adventure crew that i guess they're around the same age as like the original digidestined in like um adventure 2 so like ty and matt and that in, in 2 
So they're around they're around fourteen or so. Yeah, they're like uh, uh, like what like just starting high school type of deal. Yeah, they are moderately believable as people that age though. They are. There's a twelve year old girl in this who is written like she's a fucking thirty five year old woman. Um, and <laughs> that's just anime. Gritty. I feel like. Like so that's she's the gonna, thing. She's going to be revealed to be like a five thousand year old Azulongmon. <laughs> I, I somehow doubt that, but um, that would be a fun twist um, in this circumstance because at least it would explain it. But regardless, that's not like you know whatever. I can get over that. But the, for the most part, the characters are just very much like archetypes that aren't particularly outstanding in their field. Let's say even and and Digimon is kind of a difficult space to work in because you're really starting out with adventure where. You had a lot of characters there who they were just fun, you know. They weren't groundbreaking per se, but like they were, they were just fun. I don't know. I feel like the only character in Survive so far that I've described as like moderately fun is uh, uh, Minoru, and he's kind of like the, you know, this is a this is a common trope. It's like the he's the main character's like best friend, and he's like the sort of like class clown type character or whatever. Um, but even he doesn't get to have fun because half the time all the other characters are like biting his head off for making a slightly lighthearted comment. Um, it just and the characters will just constantly bicker about like, should we go outside into the world? Should we do stuff? And it's like, no, it's dangerous out there. Well, I think it's dangerous to just stay here. We'll never find our way home. And, and it's just a lot of bickering back and forth around conflicts which should be resolved a lot quicker. And in some cases were already resolved like the previous chapter, but they they come up again. Because everyone's had a sleep, and then suddenly it's like, oh, oh, um, we need to relitigate this, this conversation because of what happened like yesterday. And it's like, so what you're telling me is that it's lost through the lens of Digimon. Because that sounds pretty amazing to me. <laughs> As honestly, someone who watched all six seasons of Lost, honestly, it I haven't watched Lost myself, but um, the way that this game is like, no, I, so I can't really make the comparison, but it's. It is adventure. It's basically just adventure with more infighting. Like, if you can believe that. Like, it doesn't. It gets in its own way. And it kind of like. The drama feels very manufactured a lot of the time. Which is absolutely the last thing you want when you are literally pitching this as a Digimon drama. It insists um, on itself, is what you're saying. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, no, how dare you. Um, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm finding that when it does get, you know, actually get going and there's like full momentum, it's like that's more sort of satisfying. And as a, Dig- you know, as a Digimon fan, there's a lot of stuff in there where it's like, oh, okay, this is, this is fun, you know, familiar faces per se, and you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's that's kind of cool. Um, and there are some parts in it where it's like shit does get real, and it's like, huh, okay. Um, How many of your there. classmates have you murdered personally with your own bare two hands? Uh, none. But I will. I will just say. I will just leave it there. Um, <laughs> but you. But you're not saying you won't murder them. The number is current. <laughs> is just currently zero. It won't remain zero. If this game gives me the choice to do that, I will be surprised because so far. Oh, I thought you were saying I, if the choice. <laughs> the game gives me the choice to do that. I will totally just go with it. <laughs> I can think of one Sicko character. I, do that with. I can think of one character in the game that I would do that with. Um, is it a thirty-year-old, twelve-year-old. No, it well. Is it, no, the, is it the one dude that you hate? There. It's the one guy who's like has a Lotmon as his partner, and he's just constantly telling Lotmon to shut the hell up. No, uh, you can't do that to a baby. 
Yeah. And also, by the way, this goes, like, mo- mostly uncommented on for, like, a good set few chapters. Like, I'm no. only on chapter four. This has been happening for about three chapters, and it's like, all the other characters are like, <laughs> whenever he's, like, telling Lotmon to shut the fuck up. Um, Child Protective Services needs to take away that Lotmon. And and then only now in the chapter one now, the other characters are like, hey, man, maybe... You're kind of you're kind of a bit harsh, don't you think? And it's like, yes, this has been happening. <laughs> this is, why have you been ignoring this thing that's been happening for so long? Tyson um, Yeoman would never allow this. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, we, yeah, let us write Digimon Survive. Uh, no, and and the strategy stuff, by the way, is very fine. It's fine. It's it's if you like strategy games and like your Fire Emblems and whatever. My you'll, Final you'll, Fantasy you'll, Tactics advances. Sure, you'll you'll find this fine. I mean, those are probably better games i haven't played any of them but uh except but they for don't have lot more awake awakening <laughs> but there is that and i do like that they implement stuff like evolution in a sort of anime sort of fashion into the um into the into the combat there which is cool um uh, so they just revert to their their base forms after battle pretty much yeah like gotcha. even in battle you can like you can like freely choose whether to have them evolve or not which is which is a cool like that's a specific Digimon thing that they've yeah. invented there. That's and it's that's fun. something it's like... I I like compared. Like I mean, obviously, like for a game like Cyber Sleuth, you kind of like there's a just eventually going to be a, a point where it's like, yeah, you just have to keep your partners at Mega all the time, and that's sort of how the shows go too. But like, I like the idea yes. of like, yeah, like your 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 little buddy's just going to be out rookie for most of it because that's just how Digimon works. Yeah, exactly, and that's because like, and and you know, the Digimon are actively involved in conversations. By the way, which gets a bit annoying because a lot of the like, when a lot of the arguments are happening, and there's a lot of arguments in this game, uh, you'll have the Digimon chiming in, basically just backing up their partner, uh, for the most part. Um, actually, you know what it is? It's funny. Um, the 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 female characters have their Digimon basically backing them up unanimously all the time, and then the male characters often have their Digimon going like. Ah, jeez, this guy's on it again. Um, and, they and support. Like, they, we only support okay. girl bosses here. There was an extended scene very early on where one of the characters is like, "We can't sleep in the same room. That's weird." And it's like, uh, I didn't need this. I, I didn't need this to get dragged out. You could have just had that happen off screen or something. Like, I love Danganronpa. Oh, um, yeah, just overall getting the, the immense sensation this is written by, um, like, a 40-year-old man. <laughs> so, <laughs> when it should have been written and, by us, like, genuinely. Uh, you should, and, like, with no one consulting. Like, no one say, no one looking over this to say, like, yeah, that's how a kid would act. It's just very... I mean, it could be a lot worse in that context. I can, in that I sort can of context, write a teenager. But, yeah, I mean, they can generally write a teenager, just sometimes they just they just really fucking can't. And it just half <laughs> half makes me feel like... Why aren't these characters just in their twenties? Like, have any of these characters all... commented about how great they love? They think uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within is yet. <laughs> trying to think, any other characters that would do? No, um, there were no Max Caul- uh, Caulfields in this group. At least uh, that, there is at least there is at least that going for them. They are not I, that. No, um... that's actually a perfect indication of how a teenager <laughs> would, should be like written and act, though. That's fair. They should be I mean, cringe. They're, they're... They should be cringe derogatory and cringe affectionate at the same time. Yeah, no, see, I mean, that's like, like, if, never... if this is this is a Bandai Namco game, they should be talking about Tekken. That's yeah, their version I love of Te- I love Netflix's Tekken anime. I love Triangles. <laughs> like, uh, Minoru is just like, oh man, I can't wait to go home and play um, uh, Death by Degrees. 
<laughs> something like that. Death by, yes, exactly. Death by Degrees is absolutely the Tekken equivalent to uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Like, oh, even though it's Sorry. not a film. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so it's fine. Uh, but it's uh, frustrating. And it's just very long. Like it, uh, Like, it feels long. Like, even though it's... I don't think it's that much longer than, like, you know... Uh, in terms of like chapter length and stuff like that, I don't think it's like it's that that much longer than like a you know equivalent titles in its genre. Um, I it just feels longer because Wait. everything takes way longer to actually happen. Okay, Tom, I have a really important question. Go ahead. How is the degree of like characters just repeatedly expositing things in Survive versus Persona Five? I feel like that's like the ultimate Ooh. like litmus test of like if I- it's. If it's lower, then that's very good. But if it's higher, then that's the hugest problem because that was like Persona Five's. I like worst writing. Not Barney worst problem, Hook. but you 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 get what I mean. Atlas has I like the most ma- problems. I like mainline's Persona Five like Barney Gumball style in like 2017 when it came out. So um, I'm in terms of the like particulars of that game, I'm like very. <laughs> it's like you know um, how like they would just constantly like much. they would have like some form of like subtle like relatively subtle but not even like symbolism on the screen and then they would just spell it out for you and then like they would repeat it like three <laughs> times like in a flashback a day later i don't see like, there's do, not much do they that do that like are they just like is there something that's like seen and you can just enjoy it and then like the characters just talk over it about it but the, the problem is is that like that would that would require them to like encounter interesting things okay most of what they encounter in this is just you know, extreme danger to their lives. <laughs> so, <laughs> so it's too it's so. too boring to to have the Persona Five problem of like utterly annoying exposition. Like maybe that comes across. Maybe that will come across. I can't find my words. Maybe they will come across things like that later. Uh, but for now, it's like oh, there, there's a forest, there's a bunch of forest clearings. Yeah, there's like a dam. Um, they found an amusement park in my chapter, which uh, is, oh. is kind of interesting. Um, I like amusement parks. Not a spoiler, by the way. Um, but the, but like the thing that they encounter in there is generally just other Digimon and like okay. you know, and and trying not to get murdered by them. Um, you know, yeah. Which I, is... I've heard from friends that like a lot of the Digimon in this game are pretty aggro. Yeah, yeah. Even there's there's like some comic relief characters in this chapter I'm in at the moment, and even then that they are like very much like, um, oh, we need to kill you. <laughs> Waka waka. So, waka waka. He's right behind me, isn't he? No, thankfully. I was going to say, thankfully, there's nothing like that. There was nothing like that, but I don't know. Maybe maybe there is. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'll say it's funny. Um, I saw an article on. I'm not that I'm a huge fan of their site or whatever, but um, I, I saw an article on Kotaku yesterday uh, where it kind of like popped up in like one of you know the Google recommended feeds yeah, or whatever. I I, uh, I got the one you're talking about. Yeah, and it yeah. was just like this is a complete waste of time or whatever, and it was like, mm, I don't know that. Uh, that this, yeah, I was agreeing with a lot of the things they were saying, uh, but I, I I need to play more. Uh, I, I feel like the thing where they were like don't say what happens after chapter 5, and it's like, okay, well, I need to at least get to that part before I just don't complete spoil the end my game. experience. Yeah, because something's going to happen. There are things that have already happened in this game which are interesting, and I'm interested to see where those go. I'm just dreading the part where I have to, like, f- mash through, like, shit dialogue to get there. Um, and, and yeah, that's that's frustrating. I bet uh, it's going to be, like, you have to choose, like, which of your schoolmates you have to kill. 
Well, you know what? Yeah, I I would. Because why else would on... they say you can't talk about it at this point? Like chapter, like five is a very round number for all intents and purposes, but still. But it's also kind of like it just feels very presumptuous on Namco's part that anyone's even playing this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so... Bandai Namco sent out today. I'm surprised that it was actually like a top seller on Steam for like a day or two. Yeah, I, think... I mean, the brand the brand name is strong, and I think Namco has zero idea of how to like, properly leverage it in the in at the, least in, one in, brand in, is in the still West, strong. Rather. Rest in peace, Stasis and Mero. I I think oh. um, yeah, part like part of the motivation behind uh, their spoiler policy is kind of more in the vein of, like, no people are going to buy this game as it is. If someone can see the, everything there is to see in the game through a stream, they're just not going to buy it at all. So, I don't know. See, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's the principle I can see behind it, personally. It's less because, like, oh, we want to keep our spoilers secret, and more like, we need to give people a reason to buy this game and not just have, <laughs> like, 500 people watch one streamer play it and, and know everything that happens. Because... If the yeah. game's only appeal is the story, if that's like, you know, there's no actual like gameplay hook to it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. All you I would have not find is the story. So I would not find the strategy engaging enough on its own. And even if it was, um, it wouldn't be worth you, it. You you literally can't get to it without engaging with the story because there's so much of it. So it's kind of yeah. like yeah, the story needs to be, you know, um, engaged with. Um, yeah. So, so, like, on, so yeah. on that level, yeah, I can I can totally see like some marketing executive at Bandai Namco saying, well, the story is all we have. If if the story is spoiled, then, like, people don't have a reason to play this game. But that's so damning as well, because it's like, okay, if the story is all you've got, then, I don't know, <laughs> you, should, you should have maybe wrote it better. Um, but, whatever. Um, I don't know. Just I mean, do better, Given, given this series' tumultuous uh, relationship with localization, I'm I'm very curious to know if how much of the perceived bad writing is the fault of the original text and how much is just, like, the localization budget was 10 cents. It oh, seems yeah, like it's, not, it's, it's better it's, than Cybersleuth for what it's worth. That I, is I would, the lowest bar ever, Sloan, and you know it. I, I <laughs> yeah, know the, it, but at least it is. There is, um, I've noticed some typos, typos and things like that, but generally speaking, it is fine. I mean, well, uh, yeah, I, I saw that one screenshot like, AI where like, Files 2 had, like, a fair number of typos, so... Oh, it's less about typos and more like, I literally saw a screenshot that was like, yeah. this character's portrait should not be visible in this text yeah. box, <laughs> on a text box. Yeah. That's like, yeah, oh, that was... damn, they had no editorial oversight on this, huh? That, that was a bad idea. I mean, yeah, from what it sounds like, that was like, a, it's like a very specific circumstance to get that sort of thing from, from what I was seeing, some of the comments on that, on that tweet. But nonetheless, um, yeah, terrifying for, for any of the I, I, I hope I get that when um, I finally get that game. <laughs> That game um, is li- has literally not been available within like th- like fifteen to twenty five miles of me since it came out. Yeah, Namco, I've just kind Nam- of come to accept that I will not, I will never own a physical copy of that game because uh, I live in Toronto, which is you know the biggest city in in Canada. Um, if things, if something comes out and it's like there's a limited amount, th- guaranteed there is already some freak in the city who has snatched it up. Yeah. On some on some instances, I have been that freak. In some other instances, I am not so lucky. It's <laughs> like um, when the the 2019 uh, Samurai Showdown uh, reboot came out. Um, there were, I think, according to the person I talked to at, at EB Games, there were 14 copies in the entire city, 
a city of, of, of you know, three million people, and there were 14 copies of this game. Yeah, you can't even run a local city. with those numbers. I think no, because like, well, oh. they, they probably just counted on people, like, downloading it. Like, everyone who wanted it would just get a digital copy of it. But if you wanted a physical copy, like, yeah, you had to... You have to be one of the 14 people who, who pre-ordered it. And it wouldn't surprise me if they only ordered copies for pre-orders. Like, nothing for, for retail. SNK is, is, you know, they are who they are. And um, it's... Actually, was it even them publishing it? Because it wouldn't... Or would it be, like, someone else? No, that, that, because... that was SNK. That wasn't, that wasn't a band name for the game. Oh, yeah, I know. But, like, I've, I, I'm just I'm just thinking, do they even have the capacity to self-publish anymore? Because they're so small. Uh, oh no, but... they definitely do. Like, King of Fighters 15 is very, very popular in, in Toronto. Like you can go to any any okay. game store here and find uh, new copies of that still. But for some reason, I guess it's just because Samurai Showdown is very niche and they hadn't. Yeah, had I was gonna in, say like, like a decade. We're talking about a game with fi- like 15 iterations at least. Yeah. Versus... Anyway, for Namco, for Namco, they're in a weird spot where it's like they have been fairly prolific in terms of releases uh, as of late because they've had. Um, well, you know, recently Klonoa came out. Um, other another niche series, although in a different way. Hashtag um, they, sweep. They, <laughs> they've got that Pac-Man uh, world remake out next uh, this month, even I think. Um, and that's you know, you look at those three games, and it's like okay, Switch copies because I think that's what we're talking about here, aren't we? We're talking about Switch copies yeah. of Digimon. Um, you know, wh- what are you going to make cartridges for? And the order you make the cartridge, the order you. Pro- Sorry, the order that you that you prioritize those games uh, very clearly goes Pac-Man, and then Klonoa a fair bit below that, and then Digimon a little bit below Klonoa. <laughs> you know, that, that <laughs> which is, is really saying something when you put Klonoa above something. Yeah, yeah, I think you know. I, that, and I love I mean, Klonoa. He's my baby all, boy. All I'm saying is that Digimon didn't have Matthew Perry tweeting that he plays it with his pants around his ankles. So. He really didn't. <laughs> uh, well. I was not. Uh, Funnily enough, yeah, we did I, talk I, I about was... that tweet last week. <laughs> yes, that was a good. That's a good tweet. I I wasn't aware that existed. All I know about Matthew Perry's like video game um, habits were Fallout. Uh, yeah, well, obviously. Since, where he but... up to the point where he played Benny. Yeah, it's like he was like on that one chat show and basically being like gamer rights for talking about Fallout Three, and then he ended up in New Vegas. Um, so that was that was. Great. <laughs> you look good for him. Yeah, yeah, he's he. he He's a guy who's been through some shit. He deserves better. Did I kill um, any more couriers? Yeah. Also, I liked when he like went on a talk show over here in the UK and just owned the shit out of uh, Peter Hitchens. Um, <laughs> actually, hmm, maybe not. It could have been more graceful, I, but he did a good. He he at least went up to the plate and like told an asshole to shut the hell up. So it was at least out. Anyway, he, he also has probably the best line delivery in Follow New Vegas because people still. Post what in the goddamn? It's oh yeah, man, yeah. He is he he absolutely nailed what you want <laughs> to sound like if you are a character in a uh, Bethesda game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, hey, he's, he's I, I around for longer than, than Patrick Stewart and Liam Neeson are in their respective Bethesda games. Yeah, that's true. But that's I, only I, because it takes so long to eventually get to New Vegas unless you shotgun there. I should, I I should play New Vegas. Have you not Vegas played New really Vegas? Good. Yeah, I own it. Vegas. It's on. I own it on Steam. I think it uh, must have been like Home Bundle or something. But like, yeah, I, play I, I, it. I, I have not played it. But yeah, play uh, it. Get some. Get some mods for it. And get the, the weird wasteland one. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. If I'm gonna play any 
well, any any get again, the mod where every time game, an NCR uh, trooper says makes you wish for a nuclear winner, a tactical nuke is immediately uh, goes <laughs> to strike him. <laughs> it's my new. F- I haven't played with it yet, unfortunately, but just the concept is my favorite mod. <laughs> no, I will have to play it. Well, you know, cleaned up. Uh, but I and then maybe and then you're gonna play with that stuff. mod. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I played a bit of Fallout 3 back in the day and, and I was like very intimidated by it at the time because it was my first Western RPG, <laughs> even though, you know, Bethesda version of those. Um, and uh, and yeah, anyway, so uh, Digimon Survive is, you know, fine. Try it out yourself. You may have more fun with it than I have had so far. I'll keep playing with it. Uh, keep playing with it. That sounds weird. Uh, I'll keep playing it um, and let you know how I get on, I guess. But, uh, yeah, and also we'll the, the weekly survive update from you. Yeah. yeah, and also you know if you either of you end up getting it, which I'm so you seem like you're committed to getting it. I'm when you very can. committed. I and best, the know, Best Buy website says that all the stores near me are getting a copy in soon. So I'm just I'm just waiting. I've been checking every morning. I'm re- I'm ready. Cool. I'm, I want to. I want I'm just to kind survive. Of like, I'm resigned to not ever having a physical copy, but I would like to get it eventually. It seems like something that would be fun to play. In. Like, yeah, I like I want a physical copy solely because like this is a such a rare game and will be, and b this has been through like de- like de- torturous development that like I want a physical copy. Yeah, like I mean, I've I would love a physical copy. I just don't think I will get one. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, by the way, I, I got on Steam. Uh, because, you know, I recently got this PC and I'm in that mood of just like, I you should buy games it. on my PC. Yeah, exactly. But Which I'm I'm doing. I'm just currently, you know. You can um, download the Digimon Survive mod to take away all the text. No, I'm literally just, I just thought just then, hang on, has there been any mods for this game yet? And I looked up and, uh, and um, someone has already done a mod to replace the evolution theme with Braveheart. So nice. oh, there cool. we go. Also, it seems like it may be slightly dodgy so i will uh, i will approach that one carefully, it comes from but... gamebomb.ru uh yeah that's a joke about yeah. like russian sites being kind of we Nexus got more mods, news but i don't know also there's a big advert about ukrainian the, the army uh like pro pro ukraine just to be fair uh <laughs> so anyway on that note um there is some we got lots well, of news. First, actual, new, actual news, right? First, I'm going to yeah, talk about some, some products we've seen at Thanksgiving Fest. We got some Fest. really a big blowout about the next a, movie coming out. The biggest I was surprised blowout. at how much they showed. Yes. Yeah, six, was, six and a half minutes of the Digimon, the beginning of Digimon Adventure Zero Two, the beginning leaked. But before that, can I talk about some neat merch that they showed off? Yes, absolutely. Go ahead. So they got a bunch. They're they're putting up a bunch of stuff, uh, primarily on. Uh, premium bandai in japan they got some like really neat like um like leather like wallets and pouches that look really nice like it's got like a really like nice like understate primarily understated design big fan of those um they have like little patterns of like the original like v pet like sprites on the inside they look really cool okay. we're getting like acrylic standees of various digimon um we got some cool shirts there's a shirt with uh Metal Greymon on it. Everyone loves Metal Greymon. Right? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sloan. I'm just laughing because this sounds like, you know, if you just ask me to just like randomly think about what kind of Digimon merch probably exists, I'd just be like, 
this, a shirt with metal Greymon on it. A shirt with Greymon on it, or metal Greymon on it, or whoever. <laughs> it's just we're getting, very obvious, but yeah, yeah, that we're is cool a really cool uh, a gem figure of Sakuyamon that looks positively fantastic. I'm getting a picture. Yes. Uh, with the Willis taking forever to load, I think it's just my internet is just being a little, little dorkish. It's uh, it's really busy on where w- with the world lately because Ever- of the there's just Digimon so Survivor many Suite. Digimon fans out there. <laughs> Digimon Survivor, the world comments like this is the best game ever. I must learn more about Digimon. And then um, we're also getting um, Kazuna fa- uh, phone cases, at least for Matt and Ty so far. They haven't shown off any others. But you know what? Like they they look kind of cool. Like if if they got like a Kari one of like the pink with the crust light, I would get that. Is it sure. for every kind of phone, or just for like you know? It's like an iPhone ones? 12, 13 thing. I'm pretty sure. Okay, shit. Okay, yeah, I don't have a phone yeah, that then. Yeah, I'm. I'm in. I'm. I'm. I'm good for that. Let's. I'll get. I got one of those. <laughs> and then we got the Sakuyamon gem figure. That I wish I could get that because that looks really. It's it's Sakuyamon doing like a cool like pose, and she's got like Sakura pedals. Like it's weird. She's she's in this strange pose where she's like. She's like laying down, but she's got her ass in the air. It's just, it's really strange. She's like, doing so, the Jacko pose. Slow, yeah, that, 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 yes, that's what I was going for. That's <laughs> the she's, joke. She's, she's the Tifa figure. <laughs> yes. No, this isn't a garage model, This or whatever those things are meant to be called. Um, I, uh, yeah, this is legit. It looks great. It, it's, it's the same style as that one, like, I think it's supposed to be the same sort of brand or whatever as that one uh, Andrew Woman. Andrew Woman? Andrew, Andrew Woman uh, statue. That was going yeah, around. Yeah, I think I think that's what it is. Like they, I don't know what like the gem line is, but that's what they're called, like G E M, all caps. That seems to be like what a lot of Digimon figures have been. So I really just wish they would just put these dang things on Bandai on like Bandai's uh, US uh, like premium site too, because I I would buy this if Again, I had the money. Namco has no idea what to do with their Western fan base. <laughs> they like really the don't, and it's baffling. Yeah. No, it's not. They just don't have the people. They like, you know, if they if they got the people, they would be good. But they don't have the, uh, they do not have the facilities for that big man, uh, as that as that uh, as Big Shack once said. So yeah, and then we've got like some other stuff. We got um like little phone straps and keychains of the Frontier Losers and the Wonderful Zero Two Kids. Like you know, like a lot, just like a lot of the usual type of stuff. So Digifest was popping, but we need to talk about. The big thing, the movie big time. show, but it's a movie. Yes. Did y'all check out that uh that 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 uh big six and a half minute? I watched the uh, I watched it before the subs were kindly added to it by um I always butcher their name, but that that was the, the one person Let on Twitter. Let me look we... up uh at on Kun on Twitter O N K E I K U N. They yes they subbed the. Uh, the six and a half minutes of Digimon Adventure Zero Two, the beginning. Yes, I, I first became aware of this person during uh, the last, last Digifest. Digifest, yeah, <laughs> I, I remember that. Um, good, yeah. good Twitter follow, good egg. Um, but I'm, um, I'm yeah. glad that we were able to wake up uh, <laughs> to a positive Digifest news this year. <laughs> yes, there was a there was a frontier like radio play that happened. We don't know what happened in it because the no fact that we enough. don't know no what cares. happened in it is a very good sign i'll say yeah exactly yes. i was just gonna say that yeah the fact the fact that we it's an enigma tells us that it's nothing we can safely ignore it but also hilarious that no one seems to care enough to like actually you know tell the world what happened in it so i'm sure it's on a forum somewhere but i ain't looking for that 
I, I I tried to find it in a very brief cursory look, but alas, nothing. Who cares? It will spoil the Digimon Frontier experience for me, I'm sure. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I need to know what's going to happen. So. so some cool things about this movie. Uh, so we have new character Rui Owada, who is... he. He claims to be the world's first chosen child and has a Digivice, and it kind of looks like one of, like, like you know in Kazuna, when their Digivices sort of, like, gave out and just, like, turned gray and stopped working? Yeah. It kind of looks like that. Yeah. And it looks like there's a crack yeah. down it, like, and so, um, Rui is being voiced by, um, Megumi Ogata. So I do. That Shinji is, Ikari. Yeah, Shinji Ikari, uh, Sailor oh, Uranus, and Sailor Moon. Makoto Nayagi, Nagito Komaida. Oh, this is. Oh no! I'm this not, kid's sorry, gonna turn into a Tumblr sexy man. Oh. Okay. <laughs> you, you know Nagito Komaida. Who doesn't? Uh, I don't know voice actors very well. No, I, I, Nagito I, I, Komaita, Komaida is uh, from Danganronpa. Oh, I remember Danganronpa. So. You've never played, but, you, but you you know the meme character, right? The the the, the other had the uh, Sans his counterpart to fingers on his ass Sunday. <laughs> I what haven't heard fuck? that aspect of it, but <laughs> what the fuck did you just say? Oh, I'll get none of those We're words Googling were in the Bible. in real time for Tom. Um, but I think I know who you mean. He's the person with like the crazy white, uh, like gray yes. hair, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, right. Yes. Yeah. This MF right here. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. And then we, so yeah, th- this is like the new character for the movie. Yeah. His his partner is um, that one Digimon. <laughs> um, I forget the name of it. Ukomon. Like... So this is also a new Digimon who is voiced by Rie Kugumiya. Um, so it kind of looks like um, like a Marine Angemon type deal, but more of like a jellyfish, I guess. Jellymon. Kugumiya is the Wait. voice of uh, Rise from Persona 4, right? Is she? Aw, yay. I think so. I mean, your guess is better than okay. mine. Laura Bailey um, is the voice of Breeze. No, um, I'm... So what they showed was interesting. Um, yeah. That, that six-minute clip, which I guess leaked, um, but they haven't bothered to take it down, so <laughs> cool. Um, um, it looks good, like, visually. Um, yeah, it looks really good. They sure play the shit out of Bolero uh, at the beginning of that clip, which... Man, if I hear Bolero, I'm, I know I'm in for a good time. <laughs> to be honest, I wasn't expecting it, and, and as soon as it started, I realized that, and I was like, hang on, why wasn't I expecting it? Like, <laughs> what's like, wrong with me? You, but... When you when you're going in for, like, a Digimon Adventure product, is, as long as Bolero is there, like, you know you're going to have a good time. Yes, it, it, is a, it is a good sign, or, you know... Maybe it's like, okay, this is going to be like a bit of a... Maybe it does give the impression that it's going to be a bit fanservice-y, but I, I think what they've shown so far suggests that they have a, they have a story to tell. And, uh, yeah. And that's good. And honestly, even if they had like no like big story to tell, the fact that it's my, my kids just hanging around, like doing stuff, that's more than enough for me. I don't need some like big world-ending threat, honestly. I just want to see my kiddos hanging out. That's yes, all I ch- want. We have checked in with the characters. Where Davis is doing his ramen thing. Um, Yole is out globe trotting. She's in She's India. She's getting now. lit at twelve yeah. pm. <laughs> Get lit with Hawkman in India. Uh, Kari and TK are hanging out. Also, TK is bisexual now. Yes, uh, by by Twitter King TK uh, Takaishi. 
the he first the, by Twitter addict. He enjoys the company of men and women, is I believe what his official uh, bio says, <laughs> or, or whatever. <laughs> Some words to that effect, which let me, is, let me uh, find you know. It. I know I put it. Takeru, he is a sophomore in the Department of Literature. He enjoys spending the days with everyone, male and female alike. Yes. The Digimon community has been absolutely blowing up over that one line. Yes, um, he is, uh, yes, by icon, by icon. Uh, Sorry, TK. this means that we, the, the ship is now um, Davis and TK, Tom, so there will be no Akari uh, TK ship in, in, the, in the, the new updated epilogue. Look, I, I don't mean to imply that he's like an incel or whatever, but like, because that's certainly not where I'm going with this, but uh, Davis, Davis is a himbo for life. He, he does not know what sex is. He is completely <laughs> oblivious. And he, that he is true. That. Yes, sex is that like a is that like a topping for some ramen? That, is that, that a smell? That smell. Yeah. I mean, yes. I guess it of... is, Davis. But you're never <laughs> gonna find out what it is as long as Yoli yes. is there to stop it. Yes, I don't know what sex is. Anyway, we have we have TK and Kari got this time. Um, that's, that's, <laughs> what it's, that's what it's like all the time. Ken is becoming. It's a in the text pig, zone. Unfortunately, so it's, in, it's it's in the text. Just no, the the, the epilogue didn't confirm it. No, it's not. I'm not Remember, saying we, they we end up that, together for We called for that life. episode of the, par- of the podcast uh, I Want a Divorce, which <laughs> is clearly about TK and Kari. <laughs> yeah. When really I Want a Divorce is probably what we should have called an episode of Frontier, uh, or one of the recent ones, <laughs> but there we go. Um, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, so there's, there's a whole thing with the new guy falling off of Tokyo Tower because he tries to climb it because he thinks his there's Digimon's a giant digi egg. Yeah, so like, like he's not hallucinating or whatever. Like there is a gigantic light show happening on top of Tokyo Tower from some and the, Digimon shenanigans. In the in the six and a half minute clip, because in the two minute clip, it's very it's very brief. It is everyone's hanging at the ramen shop. Then they see this kid uh, climbing up Tokyo Tower. He has a Digivice and he falls. So they go to save him. But like in the extended clip, like that Digi egg is above Tokyo Tower for a week, and people are just kind of moving on. Like. People yeah. eventually just don't care. Even like in like Davis and like Cody, everyone is like, yeah, like honestly, it's kind of been around for a week, so like we just gotten used to it, I guess. Honestly, I love that shit. It reminds me of District Nine, where like a UFO hovering over uh, Johannesburg is at first viewed as like this huge, like you know, mind blowing revelation, and then after like it just stays there, and twenty years later they're just like, whatever, fuck it, it's just part of the skyline now. Again. <laughs> Again, it's uh, lots of Doctor Who episodes do that. Uh, just, just saying. <laughs> I... Power free. That's a, that's an example of that. Um, I genuinely yeah. think this movie is going to be like the the quote unquote like Nexus event for like everyone in the world getting a Digimon. Because like, remember how like the Zero Two epilogue was like TK was like, yeah, like just everyone has one of these things now. I don't, I don't know, but I see a giant Digi-Egg over Tokyo Tower. I just can't help it. And mm. there was, like, that, like, wave of, like, light that, like, went across the entire globe. Like, everyone, people are going to be getting Digimon en masse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I agree, but also, if that feels like something they're going to save for, like, the last possible second before the epilogue. Because once you do that, like, you're at the epilogue, right? Like, there's not really a whole lot you can do from there. I mean, you can just have them doing fun adventures, I guess. Yeah, you can uh, revisit the uh, the China-India border or whatever it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, th- I think giving all those people a Digimon might create a conflict, you know. There's <laughs> lots of stories you could tell. Um, I don't yeah. think they'd be uh, as interesting if, like, everyone has a Digimon. 
Um, you I know, think, it's, honestly, it's, I think it could be very interesting if everyone has a Digimon. You could do, yes. Give, but give I me Ty's political dramas in the UN. <laughs> um, because Machine Dramon wants to come to the real world and establish a sovereign state in the Yukon. Yeah. Don't you okay. fucking bring the Yukon into this. <laughs> I, that Honestly, I'm sorry. That was literally like the first like place I could think of for some reason. Like, I, was thinking about, I was trying to think long. about like a wide swath of land. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway. Um, okay, then I can just say he's going to uh, declare a sovereign state in Toronto. Is that better? That's better. Okay. My apologies. Less, it's less, um, uh, what do you call it? Imperialist. Yeah. <laughs> There's okay. less baggage there. Okay. There's the Digimon equivalent of that one Family Guy episode where Peter makes his own country. There we go. That's Davisopia. <laughs> um, there we go. I was happy to see the other Zero Two Digidustin from like the World Tour. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I I like that they remember that stuff. I know, yeah. like that's a weird thing to say, but like there were moments in in Kizuna as well where I went, "Huh, like that's cool." I didn't think they would think about that. Yeah, it's like, Mako anyway. Mako in Kizuna, and then everyone's like, "Oh, whatever, okay, bye, Mako." Oh, Ma- yeah, Mako. It's Mako anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's fun, and also you know it's the it's the classic Digimon tradition of. You have a bunch of like uh, shots of people looking at their computer, and you get to like choose who those people are, and you can sp- sprinkle in some cameos. So yeah, yeah like like Rio and and Yuli and uh, the our war game movie. Yeah, and which I guess technically it was... is non-canon because he should be in Japan with Ken, uh, getting ready to be attacked by Millennium Mon a day later. Yeah, you know it's fun. Can I tell you both about the Wonder Swan games? Uh, yes. You did at length. <laughs> you told us all. You told everyone. Uh, although, granted, I feel like the Wonder Swan games might be a more appealing topic than uh, this week's episodes of of Digimon Frontier. I think that's just that, an evergreen ha- statement. How's that for a segue? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Last thing I'll say, I wasn't feeling Yoli's outfit at first uh, with that stupid poncho, but I'm kind of digging it now. What makes the poncho stupid? I don't know. I just don't like it for some reason. You're like uh, caught me. That's my that's my definitive statement on that one. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Digimon Please Frontier. DM me. Please. You, yeah. <laughs> Please honestly, DM Yoli. Me. Just shaking the screen we like Ty in our war game. And TK are the chaotic flies of the group. We all know this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anyways, um, Tom, episode thirty-four. We've Spent yes. far too long talking about nice things. To be fair, we have spent not as nice things, have, but still nice things. We have spent forty-six minutes or so talking about, for the most part, Digimon. Uh, usually, we spend about twenty minutes talking about not Digimon. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, I think this is a marked improvement in that regard. But uh, yes, we'll we'll move on to Digimon Frontier episode thirty-four. Um, yeah. yes. You're going to talk about that. I'm going to st- stare at that picture you posted in the Discord last week of Yoli at her computer. With, like, her alcohol. Yes, yeah, just getting lit. Um, getting ready to watch some Digimon Frontier. Um, okay, yeah, that's operate... how I prepare every week. Yes, I mean, yeah, honestly, right? Um, if I've got it, I'll use it, I'll drink it. Um, Operation Free Ophaniman, uh, or in Japan, uh, Showdown, Rose Morning Star, Ophaniman Rescue Plan. So we've actually got a fairly uh, similar pair of titles here. Uh, yeah, the English titles obviously are a reference to the the famous and beloved uh, Hollywood film Operation Dumbo Drop. <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you'd say that. Um, <laughs> Everyone's always thinking about Operation Dumbo Drop at Disney HQ. Of yeah. course. 
So this was whenever, directed. Whenever Operation Dumbo Drop isn't on screen, everyone should say, "Where's Operation Dumbo Drop?" Yeah, when's that Disney Plus series? When's that? When's that coming? Um, <laughs> this was written by uh, in the well in the dub. It was written by Michael uh, Sorich. Sorich. Yeah, Sorich. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was directed um, by Yukio Kaizawa. Um, do we have any IMDb? Deets or yes, I'm, I'm, I'm. We're on the tail end here. I checked ahead. We don't have very many left. Um, we're on the cusp. Use yeah. what we can. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whoever, whoever was in charge of, um, or I guess whatever random citizen decided to upload these, just, <laughs> like they just got sick of it. I'm like, whatever. I'm, it's frontier. Fuck it. Yeah, you get it. Some people wrote it. Who cares? Citizen, um, pick up that, pick up that can. Uh, write those IMDb entries for Digimon. Um. <laughs> um Okay, yeah, so, so it was written by Sukihiro Tomita in, in its original uh, Japanese language. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. So this aired in Japan on December the 1st, 2002, and March 26th, 2003 in the West, uh, the US, I guess. So the kids are finding their way to the Rose Morning Star. The Rose Morning Star is basically where Ophaniman is being held by Trubimon. And Ophaniman kind of gives them a heads up before they, you know, enter the building or whatever that Trubimon is expecting them and you know watch out and there are streams of fractal code that are basically going to the Rose Morning Star and, and they cut off her communication with the gang and this is just sort of a little bit of a heads up about how Trubimon is containing her I suppose so they enter the castle and they end up fighting a bunch of Phantomon at the gates you may remember Phantomon from the Myotis Monarchin adventure. Yeah, unfortunately, they're not they're not voiced uh, in the style of Boris Karloff this time. Oh no! Yeah, that's that's a good point. So Phantomon have this gimmick attack where they can just like drop a cloak on someone and they, they just get spirited into their like eyeball pendant things hanging around Phantomon's neck. Everyone gets. Um, Gets, everyone has this happen to them. Everyone gets clowned on by the Phantom One, except for Koichi, who's still new enough that they need to big him up a bit. So uh, Koichi is able to outsmart them and just completely own the Phantom One. Um, thankfully, breaking those pendants does not kill everyone inside. It in fact releases them. I so, wish it did. Um, you know, Koichi really uh, got, got lucky on that one, I'll say. But enough editor- editorializing from me. Everyone's safe now and up free again. Uh, the Phantom Man are dead, and they can move into the Rose Morning Star proper. When they get inside, there's a bunch of like weird portal things that open up, and there's a bunch of like shadowy like hands that emerge from them, and they aren't able to attack the gang because they get basically scared off or what have you. But they basically just get removed or or, or called off, I suppose, by Oryxmon. Oryxmon is kind of like a uh, it's kind of like a ball-looking Digimon. Um, you mean a goat? Oh, sorry, I do mean a goat. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm That's okay. My, my my presence bamboozles you. <laughs> um, Oryxmon is basically the guardian of the place, and he he shows the gang to where Ophaniman is being held. When they find Ophaniman, Ophaniman basically just does a gigantic law dump on them. You know, they've reached that one character towards the end of a Mass Effect game, and they're going to learn all about the Reapers or whatever. It's that kind of like just massive lore dump from Ophaniman. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I think it happens in the first one, maybe not the others. But yeah, so Ophaniman is basically just explaining the backstory for Digimon Frontier. So Which, a little bit enough. We've gotten in two episodes already. 
Yeah, we've gone into, but she kind of fills in some of the other details, I, I believe. So she basically explains, you know, once upon a time, there was war between human and beast Digimon, and uh, they were they were quelled by Lucimon. But then Lucimon immediately went power-hungry and started, like, you know, terrorizing everyone. So ten legendary warriors rose up and managed to banish Lucimon, and those ten legendary warriors promptly pieced the hell out. And in their place, Ophanimon, Seraphimon, and Cherubimon on the good version, protected the world, and they were kind of like a three-person council, essentially, looking after things. Trubimon basically represented the beast Digimon, sort of, and Seraphimon and Ophanimon represented the human Digimon, I suppose, and so it was kind of outnumbered. He was very pissed off about things. He was felt for Ophanimon and Seraphimon were conspiring against him, and he quickly, he basically just ended up getting corrupted because of the negative thoughts he was having. And he got basically taken advantage of by the by the the darkness. Uh, I wonder what that could be. That's always happens to me after 10 p.m. when I think too much. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Don't don't think about things after 9 p.m. That's what they say. Um, anyway, so he went evil. He comes back to Seraphimon and Ophanimon's place with like a shitload of pissed off, like just legions of followers. You know, he basically just storms the capital, and you know he manages to overthrow them. And he starts basically just like eating chunks out of the digital world. Ophanimon is forced to call out for help from another world, the human world. And that's how the events from episode one onwards got started. So anyway, that all happened. And Trubimon shows up at the end and he's like, "Ah, guess what, fuckers, I'm going to kill you. And then he's like, I planned this all along. I was playing 5D chess. Everything that happened was intentional. I'm not owned. And, uh, <laughs> and then that's where the episode ends. I think the number one thing that I thought while watching this episode was, why the fuck are we learning this all now? There were so many like filler episodes where nothing fucking happens, where they could have had <laughs> all this information this is a filler happening. episode too, no less. Yeah, like, they, they, there were so many opportunities to, to get this information out there in a more organic way, and instead we have an 11-minute lore dump that is, you know, partially mistranslated in the dub as well, which, you know... It definitely adds to the the confusion and please and do tell what what they messed up. Um, basically, they just makes they makes um Chirubimon a lot more explicitly like evil, <laughs> for lack Sounds of a better word. Right. Um, like they give him like the gruff voice. They have him say like the world needs to return to chaos. Like that's the original way and whatever. Um, which is not at all what he said in the Japanese version. Um, we touch. I think I touched on this before, but what he says in in the Japanese version, is, hey, it's kind of fucked up how there are more beast Digimon than human Digimon, and yet I only get half the representation on our council as you two do. Um, <laughs> I think we should fix that, personally. Which is a totally reasonable thing to believe, in my opinion. Like, yeah. yeah. There, there, is, there is subtlety to this um, The dub is, which... is, human, is human Digimon propaganda, honestly. The, yeah, the, yeah it, it's... It... This isn't the show. This show does not need this backstory. Like, this show needs a backstory that's a lot more straightforward. Like, mainly, I don't know. Like, I feel like there are things leading up to this. Like, okay, I'm just going to jump ahead and say, I don't know if this is real or not. Spoilers if it is, I guess. Don't worry if it's not. But I'm pretty sure, like, Lucimon is the one that corrupted Trubimon to become evil. Or I'm sure evil. that. I'm, there's, how could that possibly happen? <laughs> Lucimon was dead. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> Um, he so that's like probably what's going to happen, and that will explain a lot. But like, 
they don't really seem to grapple with the notion in this episode or the next one, really, that Trubimon, it, it should be a sympathetic figure. Like, yeah. based on Ifonimon's backstory, the conversation should immediately turn from, oh, we need to stop uh, um, slash kill Trubimon. Uh, that conversation should immediately go from that to, we need to save him. And it doesn't really explicitly say that. And I find and that And the way they also, off-putting. like, pivot from we need to save him to back to we need to kill him and not, like, help him is kind of messed up in the next episode. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, and just, it's a whole thing. Yeah, like, I think they just kind of muck it up in the dub by just making, like, they just seem to imply, oh, he was evil from the start so that they can avoid any kind of ambiguity with this character who we're supposed to feel sympathetic for, which, you know, gets gets mucked up in the next episode because... You know, all of a sudden, Ophaniwan's like literally trying to like give her life to to return him back to his his you know his good form, and yeah. the dub doesn't really give you any reason to to think why she'd want to do this because he's he's already like a a warmongering I mean weirdo in his we'll good form. We'll get there, the but she it's literally all just a trick, and that's the thing that gets me mad next episode is that she's like, yeah, let- oh, let me help you. It's like. You know what? That's very reasonable of you, Ophanimon. It's very nice that you want to like genuinely help and don't want to just have war beget more war. And then she's like, "Haha, yeah. JK." So, so let's let's come back to that for the next episode. No, I, I want no, to, I know. I'm just saying, like, we're talking yeah, about like the next episode stuff. So. I, I agree. I agree with everything you're saying, but like, it's. I think with this episode on it by itself, it it's so, and I think this is the important thing about writing for TV, right? and writing in an episodic manner, is you want to make sure that even if you are setting things up for, like, the overall story, you want to write something which is con- which is satisfying in and of itself, you know, as part of a larger story, sure, but, like, you know, this episode we watched with the other one, you know, so fair enough. But as an episode in itself, it, it's just, you have, like, one fight, which is fine, I guess. Pointless. You know, it, it, it happens... Um, as part of that fight, by the way, you have an evolution sequence which overall lasts for two minutes and fifty seconds. I literally timed it. Um, yeah, that, I, that, I was, that was rough. That is a ten yeah, of so the like, episode. It's it's so um, funny how the the dub like the dub already cuts a lot of stuff, and they yeah. they but and yet they they somehow pad it out at the same time with the evolution sequences because almost every episode on um, this sub dub differences blog that I'm reading has at some point um, a note that says the evolution sequence is padded out. And it's like, why? Like, I guess it's the easiest part to pad out, but like, just how about you just don't cut things? <laughs> how, but, what even get, uh, but what gets cut, though? Uh, that's what I'm interested I'd be interested see, to know. What... If it was just like violence or like dark content, I would understand. But like, oftentimes it isn't. Like, they'll cut like a couple shots here and there that are just incidental. Um... And then, you know, pad out the evolution sequences to compensate. It's like, how about you just don't cut out those shots? <laughs> I, don't, think, I don't get it. They probably cut, like, not not to uh, say I agree with this method of doing things, but, like, they probably cut shots which they deem to be less exciting so they could have more time spent on the things which are exciting, e.g. E- e- the evolution sequences. Um very it just, it makes, simplistic way of thinking about things, but yes. Yeah, and it's not really an issue they had in previous seasons too, because like I was watching previous seasons side by side with the sub, and they almost never like padded out the evolution sequences. Dropping they were the same length as dropping viewing figures, were. desperate attempts to try and remedy those. You know, 
I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Thinking of trying to think of like in a very cynical manner of reasons why they may have made those decisions because I'm sure there's some logic behind it. But um, yeah, it doesn't seem this episode in particular has not a lot going on. So like, you know, <laughs> you making know what my hot take is? that problem worse. I, I thought of like just now after you finished that synopsis, Tom. What they should have done is you have them go up, and then you can like ha- I go like have them go to the up to the Rose Morning Star, right? And then you have like Ofani Mon, like maybe Truby Mon's like lording like haha, they're those idiot kids are coming out, and then just have the whole episode be like a flashback episode going into like Truby Mon and like the all this ba- this backstory and like flashback, but like focus on Truby Mon. That would have been way more interesting of like fo- of centering it around like Truby Mon's like focus and frame of mind yeah and like, like why like he kind of went sicko mode maybe this is a uh controversial opinion but in general i prefer flashbacks way more than exposition dumps oh i don't deliver... even think that is necessarily controversial yeah like if you can deliver the same information by just showing it like as a flashback rather than having a character explaining it like i think that's way better that, yeah, that's me, just objectively better storytelling. Yeah, like, it just makes me understand the character more, and it makes me feel less like I'm being lectured to. And, like, to a degree, every single Digimon season has this problem. We talked at length about how there's literally an episode in Zero Two called Azulongmon <laughs> uh, Explains It All, which is a, a 22-minute like exposition dump that contradicts itself over yeah. and over again. I um, thought of I thought of the episode, by the way, Mina, where, where, um, where Izzy explains about the crests. That was that. Yeah, you know, too. That, that one too. That one Hate too. That episode. Yeah. And like those, those suck. Like right, <laughs> but they're yes. they feel fairly incidental. Like they're pretty isolated. Um, I think this is like the third or fourth episode of Frontier, <laughs> which has mostly been an exposition dump so far. And it's all and it's all been about the same thing, Noss. It's all been like about like the origin of like the celestial Digimon and how the world used to be in Lusamon. Like, they're doing the same expo again, and again, and again, but each time they're like, okay, like, now we'll give you a little more. Yeah, and just, like, it it feels so weird. They have this legitimately interesting, like, premise with there is tension between the beast and human tribes of Digimon because the human tribes view the beast tribes as subhuman, and the beast tribes view the human tribes as elitist. Um... And this, this dichotomy extends to the ruling class as well, or even the literal gods of the world. Um, hmm. ha- like, you know, have an unequal power balance where two out of the three are human and only one is advocating for the beasts. Uh, and the only piece of frontier media that explores this is the OVA. And even then, it's so self-contained that they never use it to, like, make any interesting commentary on Cherubimon's character yeah. goals or whatever like it's a shame because i we we all liked the ova and like those ideas that it had like at least i did we were all pretty yes. positive on agreed. it agreed agreed yeah. so it's yeah. like when you're looking at the actual like digital world lore of this series like i think the idea of like yes like okay like who cares about lucimon like whatever but like this whole like okay here's this trio of celestial digimon one of them is a beast but he is still like very like you know like at least how it seems to be in the sub he is, like, very smart. He, like, he is not, like, at all, like, that beastly. Like, it's sort of, like, a playing yeah, type or whatever. They, they even they even emphasize it in the sub by giving him a very, like, friendly, upbeat voice yeah. when he's in his good form. And the dub, for some reason, decides to give him the scary monster voice even when he's, he's a good guy. Next time, gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's, like, why can't you just, like... There are a lot of 
interesting ideas within like this like self-contained like flashback right like i think there are some interesting things like how the digital world digital world came to be where it is now and like how trubimon like went off the deep end like how like the things that we see sort of next episode in some flashbacks is sort of like yeah like to trubimon it would kind of seem like he is like actively being conspired against by people he thought were his allies like there is there's ideas and there's potential nuance, and I just wish that they actually cared to do literally anything with it at all. Yeah, this is this is an example of what I'm going to say. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that they are threatened, threatened us with a good time here or something like that. But this is this show. I know what the show is at this point. Like we've had a decent stretch of episodes with the uh, the Quichi stuff, and that that was good. But ultimately, I know what this show is, and the show is not one for subtlety or what have you, or especially like. <laughs> political stuff like this like it's very much bizarre that they would come in and say like at this point oh yeah here's all this here's all this like political intrigue all of a sudden and it's just like oh by the way we're not going to do anything with it and i'm like yeah i know you're not going to do anything with it but why would you bring that up that sounds great why wouldn't you do something with it and then it's suddenly it's like oh yeah but no uh, bad guy bad good guy's good good guys win you know yeah this uh, was good, literally good, just human guys, propaganda. Good guys, good guys. Mentor seems kind of weird, um, but uh, still is, good, I guess. Um, yeah. Also, Go. this is this is a, a very petty and personal complaint. I really fucking hate Ofani One's design. It's. I think it the is, fact that she's like an angel woman evolution makes no sense. I hate it. It, it it's an inferior evolution to Magnadramon. Magnadramon's perfect. It it looks awesome. <laughs> it like you know has a very good color scheme. It it's a different kind of angel niche than than Seraphimon does. Honestly, and then why she yeah, her dang Tommy Yao? I mean, like I got no problems with that, like Hot Girl Summer and all. But like, <laughs> also she's got the mechanical <laughs> arms that look so dumb. Yeah, just like the. The the difference between like they they try to do so much with this design and I don't think any of it works. Like she's got a ton of wings and like but not like actual wings because they're just part of her armor. Um, you know she's got like a dress underneath armor, which kind of defeats the purpose of the armor. <laughs> um, she's got a big tummy window in it. She's got like circular marks on her on her tits. Like, she's got low buttons on or low buttons on. Um. Yeah, like, she's got red hair and a ponytail, which, like, Anjouman is very famously blonde, um, and the red hair kind of throws off, like, the color balance of the design, in my opinion. Oh, sorry, it's not even a ponytail, it's like a tassel on her helmet, because she has blonde hair coming out of the the helmet a little bit. Very much she's like, meant if, to be if, interesting. If, if Ophanimon wasn't, um, like, a, like, part of that line, I, like, wouldn't care that much about her, but yeah, like, this being part of, like, the Anjouman line is offensive. She's got like I think she's supposed to be going for like a sort of Lady Liberty type thing going on, and I'm not saying it's successful in that, but I just think it's you know given the color scheme and so on, I, 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 that, I get that kind of impression. But but yeah, even so, it's yeah, it's, it still looks really dopey, and it would have been it would have been interesting if like you know the, they had Magnodramon as the the third celestial Digimon because like. It would be cool if she was a beast Digimon, but she sided with Seraphimon, which would make Trubimon feel even more betrayed. Yeah, she by was that a decision. She was a traitor to her kind. Yeah, like, okay. So I'm I'm getting into rewrite territory. I don't like to do that because I yes, think let's, this, do this... let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. I've been waiting oh, all season oh, okay. for this. If we're going to be going into rewrite territory, 
then I feel like what this episode needs is... So there's a couple of things here. Koichi already being sidelined is, is, a, is a damn shame, but at least he gets to do something in this. But him basically being an outsider to the group, it's odd that his perspective on things isn't really explored. Or like, yeah. rather, his lack of perspective in terms of like, you know... Ophanimon, for example, would be, it would be great if in this episode... Like Koichi has doubts about Ofanimon because he doesn't know her, and like she, he doesn't really know what her deal is, and you know because he's like sort of there's that initial distrust of or- Oryxmon early in the episode, for example, like you which know. was solved in two seconds. Um, but uh, and I thought about that scene. I thought actually, I think I'm okay with that. That scene's fine because it's like the characters have a sensible reaction. I feel like knowing. I mean, the it's just way it's this just world so pointless works. how they're like. How yeah, can we point. trust you? Padamon flies over. Oh, okay, I guess that solves it. So that's kind of the... But here's kind of the thing, right? It's like, if if there was a notion here of like, oh, all the characters feel like they know what situation they're going into. Like, it's going to be Ifanimon good, Chirubimon bad, uh, we're going to rescue Ifanimon. And Koichi's like, I don't really know enough about this to, to know if I can get on board with that. And then suddenly at the end of the episode, they actually find out through some like environmental clue or whatever that like, Oh, Tribumon was actually on the same team as Fonimon at one point, and then that casts a lot of their notions about things and the general makeup of this world into question. Um, and then, you know, in the next episode, when Fonimon starts acting a bit weird, um, you know, that can play into it. But instead, it's like, no, you get the you get the law dump, you get this whole thing, which is clearly politically sensitive in terms of like the the way the makeup of the digital world explained by Fonimon and just goes completely unquestioned. <laughs> It just fucking sucks. Yeah. It's just, oh, the Beast so Digimon were very mean it. to me one time, and they hurt my boyfriend, and they tried to capture me, and it's very rude. Don't like them. I'm the good yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it feels like if they had taken this episode and just kind of sprinkled the exposition that takes up the second half throughout, like, the past couple of arcs, this could have been a really interesting culmination but it's not because we are learning this information in the same episode that it becomes relevant. So there's no sense of, of buildup or foreshadowing. It's a sense of like, it feels like you, you arrive at work and your boss says, this is the task I need you to do today. And you're like, okay. And you go do it. <laughs> like <laughs> it's, there's no sense of long-term planning or whatever. It feels like this is, you know, I, we finished the, the side quest to get to the Rose Morningstar. And now we're starting the side quest to free Ophaniwan. <laughs> in the same episode like there was no long-term like plan or or goal here and it really shows in how rushed and sloppy it feels in my opinion yeah yeah like so i think i i think just go all all in with like actually trying to subvert expectations or like the character's notions of the world and so on and have some actual actual gray in here or just be completely uh, straightforward with it, and have, don't have them have all a... just be like willing child soldiers to Ophanimon. Or just, or just have it be the backstory be you know Ophanimon and Seraphimon uh, ran shit, and then suddenly out of nowhere one day, uh, Trubimon showed up and he was evil, and there we, there we go. <laughs> just have him be Bowser or some shit. Like you can't. I don't think it makes sense to suddenly try and like add some sprinkle of grey in here if you're not going to explore it. Like yeah, like, own what you want. They... They should have introduced this, these plot points a long time ago. Like, if we had, if true, because we complain a lot in earlier uh, arcs about how Turbulon just feels like a generic evil villain. Like, he's, yeah. he is just there, um, you know, to be an antagonistic force. And we don't know his motivations until now. We don't know his goals until now. 
We don't know his backstory until now. So he's he's just evil. He is yeah. just the you know the 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 big you know shadowy ghost that hangs over the plot and you know continually sticks his stick <laughs> into the spokes of the hero's bike. And even then, like, what's his plan? Like, he's just like, oh, I want to get all the digital world so I can be stronger. Like, he doesn't, like, there's nothing why. Like, we're going to get to that, obviously. But it's yeah, like, and he has they, no plan except, completely... like, grr, I'm mean, I guess. Yeah, and even, even in the sub, they completely squander his ideology because they have an interesting, you know, uh, like, they do some interesting groundwork with the idea that he's dissatisfied with the the inherent bias of the ruling class and how even though you know their council was created to to maintain the peace after the war um his people get inherently less say in every decision because he's outnumbered two to one which is also shown by you know anja or sorry seraphimon and uh ophanimon having private conversations together while excluding him which like you know is in the sub, it, it, she even mentions, "Yeah, we did this all the time. Like we had our own our own conversations about how to govern without him okay. present." Okay, because that's yeah. not in the that's not in the dub. And for yeah. me, that mo- in that moment, it was kind of like a thing where the story was basically saying, uh, "Trubimon stormed off, uh, and then he got mad when the other two were having conversations he wasn't present for." And I'm like, "Well, you weren't present for it because you stormed off. Like, of course they were going to talk to each other when you weren't there." But yes, yeah. the, but in the sub that clearly there's added context to that and that and that reinforces what it was trying to say in the first place but yeah but even even, even so. in the sub they don't do anything with this afterwards yeah. like they set this up and that is an interesting idea but it is an only it is only an idea that there's nothing more to it like they never have him say like as you know evil Trubimon, okay now my people will have you know the right to self-govern or like okay now i can finally create a world where the beast digimon don't have to feel oppressed or whatever he's just like no it's all me now i'm yeah. i'm evil i'm gonna take over the world yeah like, i feel can like I, why can i just say I though um that scene where uh so like we had the flashback where like the big war and the giant army comes storming in and the two armies clash and you have um he uh, Trubimon shouts like Seraphimon from now on I am law of this world you are nothing and he destroys both armies with lightning and creates a giant red lightning spear I'm like okay like this is actually pretty rad like I know like this is <laughs> defeating the purpose of getting his army and like trying to defend the beast Digimon where he's just destroying everything and I'm like this is pretty rad I gotta admit yeah so what wait, he could have been that like he could have just been a big angry doofus um and and do some cool shit like in the last episode when um he um if, there's that scene with Trailmon where, where I was like, did you just decapitate Trailmon? But like, that's the first thing he does when he shows up, and it's like, cool, okay, be a or like be a, like a petty fucker as well. Like I liked that about him before, but trying He's to make him out that like justify the means. I don't want him to have a point, <laughs> you know. <laughs> like I want him to be or irredeemably uh, shitty, or I want you to actually redeem him. And I know when I I feel like at this point. The the latter of those things I don't think ever had a chance of happening really in this show. It could have happened next episode, but again, human yeah. Digimon propaganda. And the yeah. chan- and because they've introduced this this extra like um quirk or whatever to his to his stock history, uh they have now forever closed off the notion that he can just be a big Bowser type character. No, he is actually someone who maybe yeah. can have a point. <laughs> and I think I think that's why I, I like that's why Savers feels like such a brush of breath of fresh air after this show because the motivations in Savers are very straightforward in a like a, in a good way like 
they there's, a, there's a, one point there's a villain who's like you know trying to defeat this certain Digimon, and the characters ask, "Oh, like what? What? Why do you want to do this? What's in this for you?" And he just says, "Cause I hate him." And they go, "Oh, okay. I guess that makes it's sense." It's like that one that, that one um Spider Man villain where it's like, "But with your your stuff, you could you could cure cancer." He's like, "I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs." You know what? Yeah. Sometimes that's literally all you need. Yeah, and like it's it's better to have a, a simple but straightforward motivation than to set up something interesting and do nothing with it because yeah. the 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 like missing potential that's there is more disappointing than just not you know being ambitious at all. Honestly, yeah, it's just it it just feels like they they had Trubimon and they were like, well, there's a good Trubimon and there's an evil Trubimon, so we need to include the good one in here somehow. It it almost feels like a box ticking exercise in that in that aspect of like. Because it, we've chosen to include Trubimon, we therefore need to show both versions of it because merch or whatever the fuck. Like, no, see, pick like, a different villain. Like, <laughs> yeah. See, to, to me, it almost feels like the the lore building, like pre pre the show beginning, was written by a different person. And once the actual narrative team took over for the series proper, they just dropped the ball. Like this dude put in so much effort making an interesting backstory and world for the writers to play in, and they just spilled their juice all over it. Like if you're gonna just have a, like a character who is, even if you know a character who is like a villain, and you're like you're you're not going to do anything with their good side. You might as well just have a character, uh, the villain, be someone who never has a good side to begin with. Like you might as well just have it be fucking Machine Drumon or someone. Like that'd be sick. Yeah. Like that'd be great. Like don't don't do Trubimon and then not do Trubimon. Like if you do Trubimon, yeah. you need to redeem the character because that's the whole point. Or at least you know have a tragic story where the, the, they try to redeem him but they never manage to or some shit like that. I don't know. Um, I guess the second episode kind of makes a real awful attempt to try to do that, but uh, not quite. So. Do we want to do we want to hit our positivity corner for the uh, episode? Can I can I say two things real quick? Go on. Go. Yeah. So one, I feel like it's weird to like after like Koichi like destroyed like the fake Trubimon to have this thing of like, oh, like none of us trust him. He used to be a bad guy. It's like like get over it. Like I, I know think, like he almost killed yeah. all you, but if like if Koji's like taking it in stride, like literally like get over it, guys. I don't think it's a thing. Like I I don't think the characters have that. I mean they're they're try they're clearly trying to make it like that because like you said, like they're sort of, like, being, like, he's sort of, like, on the outside. Like, even in the beginning, like, he's, like, standing off to the side. Like, they're kind of, like, trying to, like, make it, like, oh, like, he is, like, not clearly, like, a full part of this group yet, it feels like. But it just yeah. feels so weird. And in the, the the blog notes that in the Japanese version, he's noticeably stiff with the rest of the group still. Like, he, he talks a bit too politely. And even with Koji, they have a bunch of awkward interactions, most of which were either cut or edited for the dub. Like, I can say, understand with, with that with Koji. Yeah. Like, obviously, there's going to be something awkward there. But, like, the rest of them, like, why are y'all, like, being, like, so weird with him? Like, get over um, him. Like, I feel, it's, I, it's less I, that they're I, being weird with him and more that he's being weird with them in the, in the sub, apparently. No, like, in, I'm talking about, like, in, in the dub. Like, it comes across oh, like they're yeah. being weird with him, it feels like to me. I, I I honestly don't see an issue with this whatsoever. Like, that there's... That this is a guy who, you know, yes, they, they understand, like, that he was being corrupted or what have you. But he's also a very late join into the group, and also they did fights on several occasions. Like I think that makes sense, and I don't think they're being overly ag- aggro to him either, which I think would be annoying and would be a mistake. Yeah, I, he's I don't a, think he's, they are either. he's on I the sidelines. It, it just feels weird. 
Like, it, at the point of the story we're in, where we're literally coming upon, like, the, fin- the supposed bo- final boss fight, it feels weird to be like, oh, like, Koichi, like, you used to be one. Like, it, it just feels weird to treat him like that. I guess that's just the me thing, really. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't mind, I like, that. them not trusting him. It's it's the point of the story, and it, it makes it, it's, it's very awkward. I saw that more as JP being JP. <laughs> you know, just yeah. very much like a, he doesn't know how to speak to people because he doesn't have friends. Like, that is JP's character, I guess. Congrats for being consistent with his character. Uh, I, I, I guess. But then, he's, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. My second thing is that, so there's like a flashback of uh, Ofani Mon explaining like, oh, we had to summon all the kids in like Shinjuku, like Tokyo, Shibuya, to be like, hey, come to this train <laughs> station, come to the digital world. And you see when Zoe gets the message, she's microwaving a pizza, and I got so unfathomably <laughs> mad. Uh, man. I absolutely hate her. Please please play the Spider-Man pizza theme again. No. For the, the she doesn't deserve it. The absolute, like, bass-boosted to fuck um, Spider-Man play, 2. No, no, play, music. play this... Yeah, play the Spider-Man pizza theme um, with some some microwave ASMR. As, no, as I, she doesn't deserve it. She doesn't deserve the. She doesn't deserve pizza pasta. Okay. She was she um, was singing it in the OVA though. It's her theme. Well, Canonically, her theme. Yeah. Well, I hate her, so no. Thank you, YouTube. YouTube, uh, YouTube came up with the goods. Yeah. So if we were, if we if we did want to make a shit post of that, uh, that is absolutely an option. Um. <laughs> um. Point of view: You are being microwaved in a microwave by the worst <laughs> Italian possible. Yeah, it just, it just got that like, like really like like faint in the background. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's really several faint, like her, of her humming the song and like your, microwave sounds. Like your neighbor's just blasting <laughs> the Spider-Man Two pizza theme at like three a.m. and you're just trying to go to sleep. Um, you got a pillow <laughs> over your head and it sounds like that. Um. Got to imagine that. <laughs> Anyways, positivity corner, Mina. Yeah, positivity corner. Yeah, it's time to be happy about Frontier with with Mina and Sloan, but mostly Sloan because Mina isn't that positive about the show. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't. I think we'll all be hard pressed to find something we're positive about. But oh, uh, what are God. you positive about for this positivity corner? Um. I really, I thought I laughed out loud the part when um, all of the the kids except for um, Koichi are getting sucked into the the Phantomon orbs. They all get punked. And and Bokemon um, pokes his head out from behind a pillar and goes, "Oh beans!" <laughs> that I just that, made me laugh really hard. I don't yeah. know why "Oh beans" is a running joke, but I'm actually kind of starting to enjoy it. It's just like it's such such a funny euphemistic swear for yeah. <laughs> for Bokemon of all characters to say. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It caught me off guard. Just the the fact that he's like so like prim and proper that that's his 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 curse of choice just always tickles me. <laughs> Tom, I have a I have a one. Yeah, I I like the scene where after after the like three hour long uh, evolution sequence, um, there's a scene where like they're they're like jumping through the the jumping up towards the rose morning star or whatever, and uh, there's like a weird scene where. Uh, uh, Beetlemon's carrying like Pokemon, Namon, and and Kumamon, uh, and that's like the that's supposed to be the scene you laugh at, and that was like, you know, like okay. Um, but then there's like a it's like is um, Kazemon just goes past and like she's holding onto Patamon's hind legs, and I'm just thinking, 
can't you you can both fly <laughs> like what's, no, what's going on no Padawan has here? to drag her useless butt <laughs> yeah, up it's just like she's just like oh I can't be can't be bothered <laughs> just grab onto this it's small child Digimon and My, just have, have grab onto this drag small me here. flying hamster <laughs> yeah exactly it looks absolutely ridiculous uh, it's like what I imagine you know when you t- you like have your level 3 Pidgey in the Pokemon games and you teach it fly it's just it just <laughs> gives me that sensation um or, or gives me that um, yeah thought. Uh, anyway, that, that was funny though. It made me laugh. Um, that's good. So that's my positivity corner. <laughs> um, what, what about Sloane? Did you say yours already? Or no, I did it. Uh, no, okay. Mine is um, uh, a. I like the uh, the look of the rose morning star. Like I like just like the big like cool like sort of cascading rock and like the the red aurora borealis and like the inside it looks kind of cool. I don't like that stupid like spooky scary jump scare hallway that's dumb but like when they go up a bit at the point in final finding one i think that looks like it's a cool area it's all crystalline and then primarily like that one true scene i talked about like where he just completely bodies seraphimon too i'm t- i'm yeah. team true y'all <laughs> i want to be won. i want to be but the plot won't let me because <laughs> it's well, just very clear that he's a bad guy and that's it he's not a sympathetic character he's no a- this is propaganda He's the History villain. was written by the winners, Tom. Yeah, well, you know, I'm not about to start grooming children, <laughs> which is what Truby Montours remember. Um, uh, that's I mean, a thing yeah. that happens. That's a thing that happens in the show, <laughs> like unfortunately. Um, anyway, don't clip that. Don't clip that. Okay, uh, should we move on to episode 35 then, Mina? Yep, let's do it. Let's do it. Sorry, I should have said. uh, Can can we take a break? Oh, yeah. No, not anymore. Let's take a break. (laughs) We're we're locked in. We'll take a break and then we'll be right back to finally cover episode 35. Hey, it doesn't really matter who you are. You might as well be a superstar. Because everything is going way too And we're back. We took a quick break, but now for real, we are going to cover episode 35. Mina, would you like to do the honors for us? Yes, indeed. So episode 35 is called Takuya and Koji's Evolution Revolution. It aired in Japanese back in December 8th, 2002, and in English on March 27th, 2003. It was written in the dub by Michael Sorich. And in the original Japanese version, which was titled Turn the Spirits into One, Takuya and Koji's Ultimate Evolution by Hiro Masaki and directed by Takanori Kawada. So this one, you know, opens right where last episode left off with Trubimon suddenly appearing next to Afanimon's light cage. He immediately, you know, calls out Oryxmon for betraying him and kills him with a Batista bomb into a lightning spear um, (laughs) that just vaporizes him instantly. He calls out Koichi, saying that he's he's just a pawn. He's let everyone right into his trap. 
And he tries to, you know, fight back against Tribumon, but can't because the darkness is weak here, apparently. Which means Tribumon can just kind of lean over and swipe his dish of ice from him <laughs> to take back the Spirits of Darkness. Koji and Takuya both go into their ultimate forms, so Artemon and Beowulfmon. And they manage to get Lovamon away from Cherubimon, but their attacks continue to do absolutely nothing. So, Mina, um, explain why the attacks do nothing. It's so, there's a very brief moment where Patamon says, oh, the light from the barrier must cause, be causing your attacks to go haywire, which doesn't make any sense, but that's the explanation they give. Hate it um, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Takuya and Koji decide to, to, in true bar fight fashion, take this little, take this little brawl outside, while the rest stay behind and try to figure out how to get a, a funny one out of the, the light cage. So the rest of the gang realizes that if they break the beams of light one by one, then they can free her eventually by kind of crushing the mirrors that are around her, which are what's kind of reflecting the lights all over the place. So they start doing that, but they don't have much time because Takuya and Koji are getting their asses utterly kicked. <laughs> and they get they get literally beaten back to their, their human forms, and Trugon yoinks their detectors as well. So he doesn't bother killing them for some reason. He just kind of like says, okay, later nerds, and pieces out, leaving them dangling over a cliff, which of course they managed to climb back up immediately. So yeah, he, he arrives inside, and if those two didn't stand any chance, of course no one else stands any chance. He just kind of starts picking them off one by one and stealing their detectors as, he, as they go until only Zoe is left, and we know how this is going to go, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so... Fortunately for her, though, and her, her amazing jobbing ability, Ofanimon manages to break free right in time to like t- take the blow for, for Zoe. And Ofanimon and Shrugman kind of have a brawl for a bit, until Ofanimon's like, oops, actually, I can help you, I can, I can purify you, I can get rid of all this evil darkness in your heart. So he goes, oh, really? That's cool, that's all I really want, and, and goes up to her. But she goes, psych, I was tricking you, and just steals all the detectors back. And then teleports everyone outside, and apparently the energy it took to do this killed her, <laughs> because we don't see her again. Last time we see her is her teleporting them outside, and then she contacts them over her over their detectors and says, "Hey, I'm I'm dead. Hope you can hope you can survive without me." Koji and Takuya, I updated your detectors, and everyone else is like, "Oh, well, our detectors fine." And she goes, "Yeah, I don't care about you." It's just those two. Um, and then she returns to a digi egg, which kind of flies into the sky out of sight. And then they realize that since they have all the spirits back, they can divide all of their spirits, all ten of them, between Koji and Takuya. Which means those two can unify Spirit Evolve. And I regret to inform you it was the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Both of these forms kick ass. But we only see them for like a brief second, because right after the evolution sequence is done, and Takuya becomes Emperor Greymon, with Koji becoming Magna Gururumon, the episode ends on a very poor freeze frame that's off-model, so I would, probably wouldn't have chosen to end there. But, uh, yeah, that's that's the episode. I'm so mad that that entire sequence, they're like, Unity execute, and like, like the dumb little CGI of all the spirits moving into place, and like them falling through like the data tunnel as like the spirits are hitting them and forming the suits. Oh, it's so good. I'm so mad. Yeah, it's. See, I, if you listen to our, our fighting game OVA episode, which you should because it's one of my favorite episodes we've done in this series so far, the one concession I'm willing to give to, to Frontier is that the unified spirit forms fucking slap. Emperor Greymon is unironically. 
one of my favorite Digimon designs of all time, and definitely my favorite in the Greymon uh, family. Magnagurumon um, absolutely whips. Yeah, they're they're so good, and that's why it frustrates me so much that they 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 are the the milestone that harkens the show entering its worst stretch. Okay, so Which is saying something made uh-uh. in Unity. That's w- like that's what you have. That's what happens when you use Unity. <laughs> <laughs> I just, just want to, all goes downhill. I just want to em- emphatically agree that yes, these are great evolution sequences. I particularly love the shot of it, like when it pans out and it shows like uh, Takuya or Koji, um, like surrounded by all the different spirit forms, the spirits, and it, it, it has a nice sense of like they have really, they really have amassed like quite a lot of you know power, I guess, and. That's kind of cool, uh, and then like the whole sort of Iron Man freestyle, like <laughs> you know, having the, having the parts in, yeah. <laughs> slap onto them is kind of yeah, pretty fucking cool. And I like and, the parts. And I'll say, and I'll yeah. say, um, like them going, like them shooting, like the the detectors up and shooting, like the rainbow beams, like oh, you have all six of them there. I'm like, man, like this would actually be like this would actually be really cool. I would really enjoy it if these were characters I liked. <laughs> yeah, it's so frustrating, like the. <sighs> And the fact that they have to use all their friends' forms as fodder to evolve, like, it it guarantees every time we see the, these forms, everyone else is benched. And yeah. that's so frustrating, because that's never happened in previous seasons. Even in, like, you know, in Adventure, when uh, the two main kids got their mega forms and no one else did, everyone else still contributed. Like, they still participated yeah. in fights and did, like, you know, they used their, their brains. They did, they did clever maneuvers yeah. to, to try to help out where they could. Like, um, Zudomon killed uh, Metal Edamon by throwing a hammer at him. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, even... meanwhile, Tommy just has to sit there and play, like, in the grass. Yeah, like, T- TK managed to defeat Puppetmon by sabotaging all of his all of his toys and traps and whatever. Yeah. Um, and we, well, we will never see that with this cast, because they are they are functionally useless as long as they are de- depowered. I almost... I, that's I, what I mean by this... These yeah. two designs herald the end of the show's worst stretch because from here on out it's basically just t- t- uh, the Takuya and Koji show guest starring all these other schmucks, I guess. I almost feel like it might have been more interesting if they, um, rather than this approach where you've got Takuya and Koji both getting these forms, but like, you know, the 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 spirits that they use to get to it are fairly arbitrary. It'd be interesting if it was like. What if it is some sort of like max beast mode or like max human mode or whatever, like where they use all the human spirits or all the beast spirits that they've got? And are like, you know, and maybe maybe it's only Takuya that does it because he's the main character, <laughs> and ostensibly, but like at least then you'd be able to leave some behind for the other people to use, right? It's like, see, yeah. I, I had a know. thought. I had a thought last night, and like obviously, like, this would take like some like adjusting because given the fact that there are only ten spirits and like six kids in the group now, I was thinking like, man, like it would be some like if they use like just like one of the other spirits that they got, like say Takuya has to use like the Earth spirits, and like then he can go into like Emperor Greymon, and then like Koji, like I don't know, maybe Koji and Koichi like both use like the like, the unpurified darkness spirits, and they're able to go to, like... And, like, everyone uses, like, a different set of, like, spirits. That way they can all do this. Because otherwise, yeah, like, it's literally just... Give me your spirits so I can be cool and you can suck. Yeah, it's... It's strange. Uh, the execution of that in terms of the plot and so on is, is strange. And it it does... It also... As much as I like these forms, and I've I've I've, I've known of Emperor Greymon and and Magna Gruumon for ages, because mainly through the uh, the mobile game we arise, um, I and I do like these forms. But if you think about the concept here, they come to be because of 
it brought um, you know all a whole bunch of spirits coming together. Um, but the spirit is just an extension of the flame spirit. Like it's not its own thing. And I feel like with that kind of concept, you should have like a proper amalgamation of those of those things. And no, no, it's not. It's just the next. Uh, it's just the next Digimon yeah, in in this line. We've... We will we will see them do this again with Omnimon Merciful Mode and try. <laughs> like, unfortunately, you. they do not learn from this. Yeah, I suppose so. Like, I think with Omnimon, it's an interesting thing because, like, yes, it starts out as a merger of um, Guru, uh, sorry, uh, Metal Guru Mon and and Wargreymon, but as much as you know, it's carrying the weapons of those as its arms. But the actual rest of the Digimon is like a distinct thing, and I feel like that you know that concept carries on into the merciful mode as well you know even if even if the other forms that it takes on aren't actually being like represented you know which is a shame yeah but, you know um it at least there's that um and i feel like the equivalent digimon that we get later on in frontier uh to omnimon <laughs> or to omnimon merciful mode is um kind of kind of also just an extension of of uh, takuya's line <laughs> oh it, no it absolutely is it yeah. literally has their heads as its hands. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, it's... it's, it's they, Yeah. Yeah. It, it's... This story... Like, the longer the story goes on, the more it makes me wonder why it even had more than just the main two. Yeah, that would have been interesting, is, like, have two main characters and... Hell, you could go in more in-depth on, like, the... You know, the difference in approach or whatever. Like, uh, it would be kind of fun um, to have them as sort of rivals or whatever, but... But no, I feel like you need to have more than you, have, you need to have. You need to have some group of chuckleheads because you, I don't know, you sell more merch that way or whatever. Like, I guess I mean like they, even just limiting it to three because like Tamers have a core cast of three and it's great. They all get like a, a good amount of development. Yeah, um, I, think, I think three is the golden number for Digimon shows. To be honest, like I yeah, and Sabers also has three like main cast members and it, it yeah. slaps. Yeah. Ghost Game. <laughs> Ghost Game has free. Yeah. And, and it's, well, uh... you know what? Ghost Game isn't even utilizing their ensemble effectively, okay. so... Oh, there we go. <laughs> it's time for me to get mad. Okay, anyways, um... No, yeah, um, like, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just salty because, like, these designs whip so hard, but, like, it is literally just at the, the cost of relevance for literally anything else. It sucks. It's not, it's not, it's not good storytelling, honestly. Yeah, it's, it's very rude. To, uh, to effectively cool. erase... Yeah. Especially because Koji has literally had, or Koichi has literally had three episodes, and t- only two of them, like, where he could, like, be useful. Like, this is, like, what, like, his third episode with the group? Now he's irrelevant. Yeah. As much yeah, as I. He was, he was introduced to sell, to sell merch. I like the story that we did get for Koichi and so on, but the problem is, is that it, it, it ended at a point, it ended at, like, its crest, or so to speak, or, like, what should have been the beginning of, like, the final act of, the, of that arc if that makes sense like his arc should have been uh in like a free act structure like at one he is duskmon you know and he's he's corrupted and so on and he's fighting the kids or whatever um or what have you maybe that like, act two is more about you know him fighting back against that or so on and and that that realization that like oh there's a there's someone else in there he's a human or whatever and then by the end of act two he gets like freed from that and then the final act is him fighting Trubimon. Like, he should be the one putting the, like, dagger through Tribumon's heart or whatever. Like, you know, he's... This is his fight to finish. Like, he's the one who's been, like, upset about it. And at the very most, you have Koji contribute to that. But Takuya's involvement in here is... 
Security's involvement here is unnecessary uh, to the extent that it, that he's involved. And certainly the um, lack of Koichi actually being involved, really, is is just not... Yeah, it's just I bad think... storytelling. Bad storytelling. Yeah, I think that's the issue... I think it's the issue with Kobe, like with Takuya as a protagonist, that he doesn't have any personal stake in anything that's going on at all. Like, there's nothing at risk for him. Like, for Takuya, the reason why, uh, sorry, for Takato and, and Tamers, the reason why he was invested in what's going on is because he both had to protect Gilmon and then eventually he had to protect his family. Like, there were, he had legitimate, like, reason to care about what's going on beyond just, you know, hero syndrome or whatever. Like, there were there were reasons he had to care about stuff, and in adventure, the entire point of the Odaiba Day episode was to give Tai a reason to go back and fight. Right? Yeah. Like the entire episode is him realizing, "Oh, I'm free. I don't have to go back there." And Izzy even tells him, "Don't come back here. We don't need you," um, which kind of reinforces his decision to stay in the human world where he's safe and comfortable. Um, but then it's the realization that, "Oh, things are coming through, and they're putting my family in danger." that causes him to, to make the decision to return so that he can make sure that, uh, you know, whatever's threatening them uh, is destroyed and he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Um, Takuya never has that moment. Takuya is only in this because he is a do-gooder and a voice on his little uh, cell phone device told him to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, Koji yeah. and Koichi now have personal stake in this. Koji, because, you know, this evil force was manipulating his brother... And Koichi because he was the one being manipulated. Yeah, yeah, and like no, no one else has any reason to to care. Ever, the only reason anyone else cares is because Bokumon has been telling him, "Oh, you're the legendary warriors. You've got to do this." Yeah, he he needs to have been like spending this time reconciling this role of like leader that he's he's kind of forced himself into like at the beginning of the show, and then at this point now it's become clear that like, oh, you know, he's going to be continued to like. Give him. He's he's a bit. Of, he's a chosen one at this point. It's fair to say. Like he should have been spending time reconciling what that means and like being a leader and so on. Sort of building on some of the stuff where you know it comes back from his like weird daydream with like the powers of nature or whatever the hell. Um, if they no idea if they're ever coming back by the way. Um, and and he's like that. That would have been like a nice a fun jumping off point for him. Like properly cementing his role as leader but that would still be the b plot to like the a plot which is like koji and koichi stuff and then koichi like you know killing chubimon or whatever um or getting his revenge or what have you like that would have been the a plot and then but then once that's over you then can like bring it back takuya back into like fully fulfill his role at the like head of the table or whatever like there are ways to do this stuff like i feel like there's a pathway for Takuya to end up being like relevant at the end of the show, but you don't just need to force him into every single scenario. It almost feels like the show is like thinks it's about to end <laughs> or something like that, or it, or it doesn't know yeah. when it's going to end, and it's like, no, I'm pretty sure you knew you had 50 episodes or so, like at least after a point. Um, yeah, you're you're totally right, and I think that's this just kind of speaks to a, a recurring issue that Frontier has had the entire series, which is motivation. Like, everyone from the villains to the main characters to, you know, uh, like, even just, like, the side characters in, in Monster of the Weeks don't have clear motivations sketched out. And, like, the... God, what was the actual phrase? 
Okay, I got it, I got it. So, um, it, they, they, it's a literary phrase called the Eight Deadly Words, and it was a, a phrase coined by uh, literary enthusiast Dorothy Jones uh, Haight, which uh, okay. says the, the eight worst words you can say about any work is, I don't care what happens to these people. <laughs> and I think that's like that's kind of something that you can say about this show as well, right? Like we don't have any attachment to them. We don't know why they do what they they do. We don't know, you know, what their end goals are aside yeah. from, you know, the the hero's quest they're given. Like so I think it's important to note that like not caring what happens to someone is not it's not the same as not liking them. Like we can like Tommy, but like like what's what's he go what's he heading towards? What's his end game? Yeah, Tommy Tommy like, Tommy's kind of like he's likable in like a very uh 2d sense like he's not very i can't i can't really say i understand him as a, as a i don't really understand him enough as a character that's the thing he's yeah. he actually has had somewhat decent characterization at points but i can't say like what his wants and needs are or like you know if he gets into a fight with Trubiman, it's like why is he fighting Trubiman? what's his motivation there and it's like if yeah. all, all we've got and... to say is a generic oh he wants to protect his friends I mean, I can pick that part for one thing, but yeah, you know, it's not yeah, enough. it's it's very important to note that the the opposite of love isn't hate; it's apathy, yes. right? Yeah, like no, it's no, it's if, hate. That's like, it's, it's the script. You, you can you can hate a character but still be intrigued in what's going on with them. Like there are several very successful TV shows that have banked on that that premise, like The Shield, Breaking Bad. Like there's lots of media out there that presents unlikable or unsympathetic characters, but you still get invested in what's happening to them and what's going to happen to them. Honestly, um, I think those are some of the most effective characters. When I, when you can just think of characters like a vile, like just garbage like person but still like enjoy them and whatnot like that i think that's a sign of like good character writing people fucking yeah. love tony soprano <laughs> so you know that's uh... yeah exactly hey i'm so, walking like, here it's not the f- it's not that these characters aren't likable because that shouldn't matter it's that we don't know anything about them that would make us care what happens to them whether they get a happy ending or a sad ending the only motivation we are given to care about these characters is that they are the heroes of the story yeah, I actually don't it. want any of these characters to have a happy ending, though. That's the thing. <laughs> but they won't, though. That the Sloan, Sloan, that's the exact thing, though, right? When this story's all said and done, I know for a fact that what we're going to get is the Digimon world is saved, and we're going to get shit all about the actual characters themselves and what that happened. We're not going to get the Animal House style, like, Zoe hey. went on to be the president of Italy or whatever. Like, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Koichi, Koichi disappeared into the mist, never to be seen again. <laughs> Yeah, she deserves better than this show. It's like, what actually fucking <laughs> happens to them, and and what do they do? No idea. Hey, guess what? We will kind of get that though. You know why the Digimon O2 epilogue sucks? Because like a lot. Because of... Joe and Mimi weren't officially confirmed, even though we all know they were. That's right. You're Be- right. Because uh, we actually did like those characters, and the way that they just sort of said, "Here's what happens to them," felt so entirely just like. They, they were just throwing like darts at a bunch of notes or whatever it's like they, they, why does matt had, become an astronaut they had the epilogue slot machine where it's like matt ding becomes an astronaut and ty ding 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 it works at the un it's like yeah, but, uh, i mean uh, why does that matter or like it just felt a bit like hollow and with these characters if you just said to me zoe ends up you know opening a pizzeria or some shit like you know it's probably the that, worst pizzeria i'm i'm rating it one star that that would just be like i 
guess so, sure. Because I don't really know enough about her character to argue against that. Uh, that's about as that's about as um, that's about as uh, dimensional as she has been so far. I yeah, you're you're you are right. Yeah, I want to say though, by the way, just because of the concept of um, caring what happens was discussed so far just then, this is completely unintentional. Well, sort of. I guess it was intentional, but but not not in the same way that I'm about to describe this. So when Cherubimon owns everyone, and then like Zoe is left, because they decided to have Zoe being the last person standing, I was genuinely not sure where the hell the plot was going to go. I thought I was <laughs> you like, you thought like she might like get pushed over for once in her life. I thought Trubimon was just. I thought like, okay, Trubimon can either like rock up and just own her immediately, which is entirely in keeping with everything else she's done lately and probably throughout the whole series, or or I don't know what's going to happen. Like I, I was genuinely, I'm not, I'm, I cannot predict what the next step is going to be in this story. <laughs> And as it turns out, what happens is if Funny Man just decides, oh, I can leave this cell now, <laughs> which was bullshit. But Speaking of Zoe, can, yeah. like, we talk about, like, the fact that she's like, it's my turn to help now. And then she booty bumps the glass and it's like, ow. And it's like played for laughs. And it's like, yeah, now I'm going to be serious. It's like, what? Why? Why do you have to have her lose to a crystal wall? <laughs> That's how little this show cares about literally any character in it. Yeah, her, her her contribution to that like whole sequence is generally just a flying to the cage a few times, which I guess is meant to like weaken it or something so that a funny man can burst out. That's the only explanation I can think of because otherwise it just looks like she's flying unintentionally. Like, also, the fact that Kumamon, who though he's a human spirit, he's a beast Digimon, was willing to die for a human Digimon god, even though she wouldn't care about him. Propaganda. Because he, remember he's like he's yeah. doing like the icicle against the the laser and he's like oh god it hurts and like you can like hear like the searing sound. Oh, I was right. just like Kumamon is gonna die for this god who will not care because he's a tiny little bear. He's a human Digimon. I mean he is, but he's he's a, he's a, he's more he's a human, but he's also a beast because he's a tiny little bear. I mean the distinction is very arbitrary because <laughs> it was it, it wasn't, is it wasn't a that's thing. That's why I'm that's why I'm making this point to <laughs> be anti Ophanimon. Yeah, anti Ophanimon because ex- exactly because it's arbitrary. Ophanimon, okay, so she does the thing where she's like, "I'm gonna heal you," or whatever. And I then, literally hate Ophanimon. I'm anti-woman now. She's, she exactly said that. I'm going to kill you or whatever. I am really... Okay, so here's a question. Does she have that power to actually do what she said she was going to do? Yes or no? I mean, she appeared to. Like, she did it, like, at least to some degree. Like, it is clear that, like, maybe with enough time and effort, she clearly could heal him because she literally was able to revert him to... To good Trubimon. Yeah, because... Uh, so, so there's, like, a few scenarios here. It's, like, either A, she could heal him, but just decided not to. Or, That's what I'm going with. Or B, she knew that she... She was more aware of the reasons why Trubimon was evil and realised, I can't do shit about this, really. Uh, so I'm going to have to do this instead. Like, is she cunning or is she deceptive? And, and the show is not... Does, yeah, does I mean, not... either way, she's the bad guy here, I feel like. The show does not do a good enough job of explaining to us 
which of those two things she is. And considering she's supposed yeah. to be like essentially the mother character for, for the for the chuckleheads uh, in a sense. Uh, she's the no, arbiter of love and life. Yeah, she's she's like did she's supposed to be a figure of justice and so on, and, and she does not come across like that. Happy to see her best friend die. Yeah, yeah. Like did did the purification fail because whatever dark force is exerting influence over Turbion is too strong, or did it fail because she just didn't feel like finishing it? <laughs> That's honestly how I see it because it's... she does it for like two seconds, and then she's like, "Haha, J.K.," and she throws like the detectors back. Like I. Again, like, this is me going off the idea of, like, this entire show was just human Digimon propaganda, because given <laughs> the, the flashback we've seen and what we know from the sub, Cherubimon is completely 1,000% in the right, besides the grooming. That's bad. We, we aren't going <laughs> to let him slide for that. He's still cancelled. But in this sense, he in this case, he is in the right. So I don't think, I mean, Ophanimon is, is the villain. She could have actually helped him. I, I falls, firmly believe. If Farnimon falls into a similar camp to what I was talking about with uh, Koichi and Koji's dad, where it's kind of like, here's this figure who is playing in some areas where if you're going to play in those areas, again, this is what I was saying for the previous episode, you need to be a lot more explicit about what is this character? What are they like? Like, are they, what are their motivations? How do they feel about things? And what are their, what are their true, you know, desires and demands or what have you like you're not going yeah. to have you can't pull this move and especially for because funny mom we don't really know who she is like all we've had so far is that she just has she just basically sent voicemails to all the characters to say oh i'm over here like <laughs> that's basically all she's done no, so you guys far. just missed me really it's one more stop she's on screen for the first time ever and then she pulls this shit and it's just like i don't know what you want me to feel yeah, um, it's, it's, the bad. it's the exact same as Seraphimon. When he, he first appears and he dies in that same episode, it's like, you're not giving us enough time with these characters to tell what kind of characters they are. For, especially honestly, particularly... now what we know of she was cavorting with Seraphimon behind Shubimon's back, they're both bad. Big Papa Pump, uh, Mommy Angel, you're both you're both done. I, I hate, I'm both anti, I'm anti-human Digimon now. But also at the same time, I could totally believe it's just a thing where she knows more than she's letting on about like Lucimon and all that stuff. Like, I could very easily see that as well. Like, you know, it's very clear that like there was a corrupting power beyond just Trubimon's general distrust of of the other two. Um, oh, but if that but, is the case, then it's incredibly she, stupid to die for Zoe. But but her decision there to be like. It makes sense for her to maybe like, okay, well, I Trubimon knows that I can do some sort of effect here. Um, I know that whatever is powering him is probably not not going to uh, be too bothered by that. So here's my here's my play, and so she's the, this sort of you know cunning character, and that's kind of cool. But they don't make it explicit enough in the text. If, if in like an episode or two from now, it becomes clear that like you know after they beat Trubimon, like Ophaliman has like one last message, and it's like. Oh, by the way, you're gonna have to like fight Lucimon now because I totally detected his influence in in Trumon. It's like fair enough, okay, redeemed. But in this episode, Tom, they don't. They I've don't. got some news for you yeah. in, the, in the not so far future. <laughs> okay, <laughs> brilliant. So yeah. yeah, just another character they introduce and do shit all with. So yeah, I mean, I'm I, I don't know about you both, but I'm team I'm team Trumon. I'm if, team. If you can say like. Like at at the very least, even if she couldn't heal him, Ophanimon is very just clearly duplicitous in all in all manner. Yeah, I'm team I I need a lot more information. 
before I make a decision. She draft she she brought in innocent kids from the real world because she needed child soldiers. Yes. Yes. She's she, if, but if that's we, what I'm if saying we though. Keep looking at it. She is she is in fact the the arbiter of evil. <laughs> not not a great Prove uh, me wrong. Not a great roll call. Not, not a great rap sheet for uh, for Ophonimon, certainly. And the fact that they make God job again and she's a girl, it's like, man, like the misogyny in the show really is too much sometimes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean this is kind of like you know, this is this is like uh, utilizing girl power to uh, effectively whatever whatever power military death death squads that that whole thing. Um, Do you think Ofarnimon had girl power? Yes, of course. Do you think Ofarnimon utilized girl power when she brought in hundreds of children from the real world to create child willing child soldiers to defeat Rubimon? I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we need to make that shit first. Um, <laughs> we need to do that. We um, need to for like the We're four the four people that remember Frontiers plot. Um, and remember it in a fashion where they're going to be sympathetic to our. Uh, well, this will still be our propaganda anyway. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, Digimon I- Frontier is just a series about propaganda. This is the one. This is the show that um, Konaka should have been a part of if he wanted to talk about propaganda. Yeah. Okay. Can we talk about um, uh, the ridiculous way that Koichi is completely nerfed immediately? Um, it's so dumb. I hate it. I'm so mad. It's- it's it's ludicrous. Like they they will not let this boy have a minute of, of of victory. Like it's because there's no darkness. The fact that no shadows exist here has knocked the power out of your attack. It's the dumbest thing ever. I'd like to remind everyone that um, Lobermon's first appearance was in a dark cave, uh, and he's supposed to be the spirit of light uh, or whatever. Oh, you're yeah. right. Like down a plot hole. That doesn't work. Like you can't. Ha- <laughs> Oh, I mean, that's like and, a Goonimon. And Tommy literally fought in a volcano. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's true. Like, you can't just introduce and, like that. And Zoe degree. fought near the ground most of the time, so. You, you can't Wind is opposite of the ground. You can't introduce environmental elemental weaknesses. It's <laughs> just. Like, didn't didn't uh, Takuya spirit evolve into a Goonimon after getting out of a river one time? Can't do that. Yeah, yeah. This is this is just ridiculous. It's like it's it, it's so much the the Andy just dropping like Buzz uh, Woody and being like, I don't want to play with you anymore. That's just the writers with, with <laughs> and Koichi. and the fact that they're like, oh, the light here is just making your attacks loopy and they won't work in here. Yeah, and it's ridiculous. like this lighter energy your attacks, and it's like purposely aiming at their friends. Like they had to think of reasons to like give the kids such a major disadvantage from the get go. I hate to use the word lazy, but like this is a case. No, this of, is like, like I don't hate no, to use it. This no, is lazy. But but not just in the writing or whatever. I mean, if you're going to say that the characters can't see properly because it's so bright or whatever, make that in the visuals. Like, have it be too bright, because what I was watching just looked like a standard scene from the show. Like, it did not look like yeah. they were in a too bright environment or whatever. Like, crank up the bloom or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do whatever you need to do, but make it convincing. Um, visually. Get on that Clonoa remaster graphics. Okay. <laughs> Please, Wind Waker HD. That's the that's the uh, the common... Um... No, this is the new criteria. Okay. All right. Anti Klonoa HD. Um, Not anti Klonoa HD. <laughs> I just, I just think they could have made better decisions. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, that was ridiculous. And also, um, uh, I, I did. On the other hand of things, in terms of characters just being completely like owned, uh, I did like Trubimon just beating the ever loving shit out of JP. 
Uh, that was great. That was amazing. <laughs> I wish I wish he did the Batista bomb to JP. <laughs> yeah, he should do more wrestling in general. Why does he Why does he waste his time with all the lightning shit when he's got the cleanest Batista bomb I've seen this side of the ring? Honestly, yeah. I I want Ruby Mont to be at the top and be like, "Do you smell what Ruby Mont is cooking?" And he jumps off the top of um the Rose Morning Star to deliver a, a people's elbow. No, he's just uh, a Ruby Mont. Ruby Mont's just on the other side of the room, and he's just he's just like talking about the spirits and just shouting, "Give me what I want! You know what I want! <laughs> Give me what I want!" Uh, that's the wall, brother. Um, that's if we're going to talk about actual Batista references. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know a lot of wrestling. I just know, like, bits and pieces, so I'm just thinking about, like, really, like, like, you know, over the top. I'm thinking about the dude who was on top of, like, that big, like, parking structure or whatever, and, like, that's the wall! That's kind of like... I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that is a, that is a thing. I have, I have to think about that's that. That's old. <laughs> I know that's an old thing, but... Yes, but to be fair, most people only know about ref- wrestling through old, really old shit, because there's a good reason for that. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yes. Is it is it fair for me to say that Trubimon is a where's my hug guy? No, he kind of comes off that way. No, Trubimon. Like okay. the fact that he, like he gets really upset when like Ofanimon goes off with uh, Seraphimon, and like he does like the thing when he's good where he holds his arms out. He's kind of a where's my hug kind of guy. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, I think he was doing those things because of discrimination, not because. Well, I'm of... not saying I'm I'm not saying. No, uh, no, slow. This got is, a little bit of a where's my hug energy. This is JP. This is JP territory. J, I mean, JP J, J, is very much a where's my hug guy. We, uh, that and is Trubimon true. kicked his ass, so I feel like we we can definitively say Trubimon is anti incel. Trubimon isn't that guy. Trubimon will maybe like spend a bit too long like arguing with someone on Twitter, like if you know what I mean. Like maybe maybe he's like that guy. He maybe just gets a bit too in his feelings about things, but. He okay. he's more like the I'm, I'm mad. He's more like that uh, slamming doors a bit too um, hard kind of guy, rather than the like you know put on a happy face kind of guy. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I I just don't think he has incel energy. No, that's no, fair. Definitely not. Trubimon the show. I think the show. I think the dub try wants to make it like a thing that we can think of though. I like even Zoe's like, do you think it's because Trubimon liked Ofanimon? It's like, why would you say that? Oh, yeah, she does say that, right? It's really weird. So, you're, I was you're, like, taking, you're taking. I was like, I was kind of thinking like, is this what they're going for? But I didn't like want it voiced out because that just makes it worse, you know. Sloane, you're buying into Zoe's rhetoric. Um, it's uh, or rhetoric. You're right. It's, I'm buying uh... into human Digimon rhetoric. No, I'm no, being no propag- even worse. I'm not immune to propaganda. Even worse, you're buying into Zoe uh, rhetoric. Italian propaganda. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, okay, you think that he did this because he corner. liked her? Hey. Yeah, positive corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's positive corner. Let's see the corner. Um, um, okay, I'm, I'm gonna go first. That's alright. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna snatch this up. Uh, the new forms, they're great. I love them. They're um, really good. I, I like I said before, Emperor Greymon, like put that shit in a fighting game. I will, I will main it. It's so cool. Magnarumon would be a really cool zoner. Yeah, it's like it's yes. got a little jet plane yeah. on its shoulders. I could, yeah. I could see, I could see uh, Magnarumon doing well in like a in like a MOBA. Uh, I don't know. He gives me that kind of energy, like a, like he's a MOBA character or something. But he's cool. He, get, he gets, he, he gets a side form that I think 
isn't like entirely, but like it's 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 pretty interesting. He's a bit he's a bit zone of the enders, I, I think as well. Like yeah, he's, he's kind of he got that. Um, I'm yeah. into it. Definitely. Okay, well, if you're gonna jump on that one immediately, I'm gonna jump on the the my favorite line in this episode, which is JP going, "Well, I still look the same." Uh, when talking about the digivices, <laughs> um, cope is what I'm gonna say to that. Sorry, JP, but cope. <laughs> he's he's JP has been on, on that copium yes. for like four episodes now. Yeah, he needs to get over it. But I'm enjoying that he's not. So there we go. <laughs> There's my. Uh, oh, this is. There's my positivity corner is, is JP. JP getting owned um, by Be- as Beetlemon by Trubimon and then also getting owned by Ophanimon through the power of uh, Bias. So, <laughs> you know. Am I allowed to say uh, the evolution sequence? Because I know you said the forms. Am I allowed to call the sequence? Sure. The sequence is really cool. Uh, that's like, honestly, that might be the best evolution sequences we've had in the series so far. That's my hottest take. I, it's very dynamic. I respect your opinion on that one. I was. <laughs> I have to. I'd have to read. I'd have to That's look again. But like, it's it's very dynamic. It's very like flashy and like in your face and like quick. Yeah, I I still think the 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 like uh, rookie champion evolutions in Tamers are unbeaten. But uh, okay, yeah. that's that's also that's that's th- those two are in the top three. I feel like sure. Yeah, that's fine. I have a soft spot for the warp, uh, the warp evolution in adventure, but yeah. mainly for nostalgia purposes. The goofy CGI. <laughs> yeah, goofy CGI. Like they just there's some good, there's some good like shot, like you know the whole thing of like zigzagging and all that. Is, yeah, is it's really a really cool. iconic sequence. Yeah, this that, is not like an iconic sequence, but it's still really cool. It could be if it wasn't a good show. It could be if it was from a good show, exactly. <laughs> um, Alas. Yeah. 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 Um, Man, what else happens in this episode? Uh, uh, that's this is basically all it is. Um, that is it. Yeah. Ah, our attacks can't work. He killed his own friend. Uh, Koichi being like, "You manipulated me." It's like, yeah, we've been over it, my guy. It's like, <laughs> how are you all this dumb? Oh, her dying at the end like that. Um, what's? It's <laughs> just like she's dead. She's just dead now. Yeah, that's that's just. If Iron Man sucks, I think we can say Good. that for sure. But regardless yeah, of whether or not she's actually outright malicious or not. <laughs> but, yeah, at best she is just like kind of useless. At worst, she's like actually outright malicious. Yeah. And is the cause of the downfall of the digital world. Hashtag follow the money. Uh, is that it then? That's it then. I think cool. that's it then. Cool. I do not have nearly that much more to say about Digimon yes. this week. We're running quiet. We talked about a lot of Digimon this week. We are running fairly long. Uh, we are running uh, fairly long. So yeah. we'll make it quick then. Um, Mina, if people want to send in their thoughts about their views on Ophanimon's uh, hubris or Trubimon's potential as a redeemed uh, Digimon who did no wrong, where can they send those to? Uh, if you want to send us your thoughts... Uh, criticisms, concerns, retrospectives, questions, etc. You can slap those right into our inbox at diginovacast at gmail.com. That's D-I-G-I-Novacast at gmail.com. We always love receiving that kind of stuff from you folks. So uh, send it in. It'll it'll make our day. Uh, That being said, we also have a Twitter uh, at diginovacast, the exact same spelling as the email address. 
Uh, and you can feel free to add us or DM us there at any time. We will read those out as well on the show. Um, so, you know, some people are more, are more comfortable doing that versus typing up an email, and that's totally understandable. So, we will read either. Um, please send them in if you have them. On that note, we do have one this week, everyone. Would you like me to read it out for you? Yeah, let's go for it. All right. So, uh, this one is just simply titled Ghost Game. It says, Hi, NovaCast. Your podcast is part of the reason I started watching Ghost Game, so thanks for keeping the Digimon love alive. I'm about seven episodes in and really enjoying the horror and seeing some old favorites like Cubimon. I have some questions. The show is clearly Monster of the Week. The mystery about what happened to Hiro's dad is compelling, but I'm not sure how much or how well it will, it will resolve. Do you think the Ghost Game will ever reach the heights of the ongoing story of Tamers? Second, I don't really know how to phrase this, but what's up with Kyoshiro and Jellymon? The power dynamic here reminds me of Rika and Renamon, but in reverse. And I suspect this might be playing into a trope I don't watch enough anime to know a name for. How weird is their partnership on a scale of just goofy to don't Google it? Cheers, from Nem. Please do not Google the phrase uh, Dommy Mommy. Um, and, uh... <laughs> see, I see a lot of people talking about that, and I feel like they're overblowing it. Like, she, like people are like, oh, like, well, she calls him darling. It's like, yeah, like, it's a pet name. Like, she's just, I... like, kind of, like, uh, she's, like, eccentric. Like, anyone, I, I think people who are reading into romance are just kind of like, I okay, like, see... you're just... I honestly see it as, like, a mean girl nerd relationship. Or, like, yeah. she's kind of, like poking fun at him and bullying him. Yeah, she found um, this, she found this adorable like nerd who freaks out really easily and she's like, haha, like, I'm adopting you type of thing. Yeah, it's it's a very like high school ish dynamic. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't really read anything into it. I'd say it's 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 just goofy, but with like a bit of a mean edge to it. <laughs> yeah. I think if I think I'm sure you can find that, but like I I that is not at all what is intention. And the, when I see people like say that and I'm just like, okay, like this is just, like, a weird, like, bad reading of the show, I feel like. She's a troll. She's, she's just there to, like, make uh, Kiyoshiro's life miserable. <laughs> but, yeah. like, also not really. That's, that's all it is. And she's great. Honestly, uh, Kiyoshiro and Jellymon, probably one of my favorite partner dynamics in the entire franchise. What was the recent episode where it's, like, there's a scene where, like, um... Oh, I think it's a scene with, uh... Oh, I'm trying to remember now. Uh, it's where, where where they have Monzimon and X uh, X Tyrannomon. Yeah. yeah, and then like this, it's just like they're just like encountering Kiyoshiro in the street, and he's just like it's, like got a whole bunch of like junk in a wheelbarrow or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> yeah, that he's lugging around because uh, Jellymon told him to basically. And then he just gets murdered by the by those two characters, and Jellymon's just like, and she's like, you can't do that to my partner, and then she gets murdered basically. I love, um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just goofy. And the whole thing is hilarious. Yeah, um, I, I do enjoy Ghost, Ga- Ghost Game playing fast and loose with like the body counts as well <laughs> like, which is really yeah. really like as creepy. long as you have the bodies returned back to life you can have as much of a body count as you want but sometimes they don't and that's what i mean yeah like, sometimes they don't and yeah, that's great yeah digimon and humans also like, for, yeah. for the story thing this this show is not going to ever reach like the story highs of oh, tamers just because like they aren't going for that and if they are yeah. they've taken way too long it's it's not that type of show, yeah. Like they're they're very comfortable with the the you know monster of the week um, approach they're going to they're going for rather. Yeah. Um. And honestly, after Adventure Twenty Twenty, I'm I'm fine with that. <laughs> I am totally okay with a an unambitious you know episodic show versus one that tries really hard to be uh, serialized and fails even harder. 
Honestly, the thing is, they set up a lot of, like, neat little breadcrumbs and stuff, so I am a little annoyed that, like, they aren't seeming to do anything with it. Like, that does kind of annoy me, because I'm like, okay, like, this could have, like, this has the potential for, like, a lot of really interesting stuff. And it's like, okay, like, I guess they're just not going to do anything with it. So it does kind of bother me. I do wish we would get more, but it's like, yeah, like, we're not. And I'm fine with it. Like, I've come to accept, like, yeah, like, we're going to get, like, just Monster of the Week stuff. And I, I guess we'll never find out the Gulu Scamamon, like, story. So, you know, you know what I feel whatever, like, I guess. You know what I feel like it really is? It is very reminiscent of, like, um, some of the JoJo's parts, like, part three, especially, where, you know... It, it's sort of like this, where you know sort of roughly where the story's going to end up. Uh, like in JoJo's case, case, it was fighting Dio. In this case, it's like finding Shiro's dad, I guess. But in the case of Ghost Game, they haven't really given enough sense of like... It's not concrete. Uh, sorry, it's not as concrete. And I feel like that's maybe where some of the frustration comes from. It's like, there is an end goal in sight, but it's very blurry. Um, and a bit more like understanding of where things are actually going to end up. Would, would be nice. Um, whereas in JoJo, it was very episodic, and you knew, but you know, ultimately, at the end of the day, they're going to fight Dio. Uh, there's going to be some ass kickings. <laughs> it's going to be, it's going to be uh, OTT, and it's going to be great. And yeah, and, and Ghost Game is not quite the same, but it, it's sort of reminiscent of that. Um, it's certainly the most episodic Digimon thing that I've seen. Um, and I'd not, I'm not sure anything else in the show, series probably comes close so um yeah but that's fine it's you know it's, it's they, yeah i'm i'm fine with it if if every show was like this yes i would be frustrated but i think i think it's totally fine i'm i'm, I'm very content to just see a new a new monster every week sign me up and also uh yes yeah, that tweet of like monster of the week that sounds great <laughs> um i um more importantly like i not, it's not perfect by any means, and Sloan will certainly agree on that and <laughs> elaborate. But um, it's the characters are well written. Um, more importantly, it's just got a good personality to it. Like there's a good sense of humor going throughout everything. Like like yeah. I mentioned, yeah. And, As... and the horror stuff, it commits hard with the horror stuff, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, um, and, and that humor and like the character interactions and stuff like Jellymon, like just like trolling Kishiro adds, like, a nice, lot, a nice amount of brevity to, like, otherwise it'd be, like, kind of depressing and distressing of being, like, oh, like, here's some Digimon that's, like, just murdering people just because it can, and there's no levity at all. Yeah. It's it's almost... It's... Yeah, I think... Sorry, Minigol. Yeah, I mean, I think, like, my, my perspective on it, at least, is that um, as someone who's, like, a big, um, like, film nerd, just every episode being, a, like, a different homage feels so cool. And I think that's what I appreciate about the episodic structure is that every single episode I watch, I get to have a cool moment of, oh, I've recognized that, or I know what that's from. And like, yes, that is just massaging the monkey, you know, part of my brain that lights up when it sees something it recognizes. But I don't know. it It's nice. I like it. I yeah, think I, it's also... I, I have some small issues with um, Ghost Game that I'll get to whenever we eventually get to our check-in. But overall, I do like it. I think it's a, it's a fun show. And... Though I wish it could it could be more because there's interesting ideas and whatnot. I'm I'm fine with where it is. I think also just just to cap this off, the one thing about Ghost Game that I quite like is that for the most part it's not nostalgic, and I really yeah. like when you have something in a long running franchise where it plays. You know, it's not like it disregards the elements of like why that show works. And I like I like I like that Ghost Game like understands that like 
we don't need to fuck around with the evolution stuff. Like, what worked in Adventure works today. Let's just do Champion, Ultimate, and then presumably Mega. Like, that that's absolutely fine to do. Um, yeah. Uh, but but it's for the rest of the show, it's not worried about, like, having references to, like, a whole bunch of other shit. Like, it's, it, it's doing its own thing, and it's confident in what it does. Um, I think the confidence is a key part as well, because, like, you know, going back to Survive, that's something where it very clearly is working off of, like, the template of of adventure like early adventure and uh frontier i suppose as well and and the shows that take place in the digital world but it's clearly like straining to give itself its own flavor with like the drama and so on and it doesn't feel particularly natural um and i would i wouldn't say the same thing about ghost game ghost game feels fairly like breezy in its uh yeah in its in its twist on things so that's great yeah, so I hope that answers your questions, uh, Nem. Thank you very much for, for sending in an email. Thank you. Um, we love you forever for doing that by default. Yeah, thank you. In a totally healthy, non-parasocial way. <laughs> yes, we appreciate Got to make that clear. <laughs> we appreciate everything, yes. So, um, I think we're going to keep this relatively short because we are running pretty long in time because we had a lot of Digimon to talk about today. Coming back after DigiFest, after kind my of vacation. a storm. Yeah, your vacation, we got Digifest, so, uh, Mina, what was something that, where, what have you been up to, what is something that you've been up to, and where can we find you? Uh, so I am on Twitter, at ScraftyDevil, like I just said, I was on vacation, uh, for all of last week, I was, uh, visiting Prince Edward Island, which is Canada's easternmost and smallest province, to attend, uh, my cousin's wedding, um, which was twice delayed, thanks to, thanks to the pandemic, uh, so it was nice that she finally got to do that. Many happy um, returns to them. Yeah, yeah congrats. The, the, it, I'm, I'm happy for her and her and her new husband. Um, it was nice. Yeah, it was good. Just like taking a vacation. Uh, taking a vacation is my first vacation I've been on since since, since 2019. So, <laughs> yes. Uh, nice breath of fresh air for that. Even if the we did the the drive there and back in like one 16 hour like blast both times. So that was a bit soul deadening because I, I do not like enjoy being on the road at all. Um, but otherwise, it was good. We it was fun exploring the um, the town we were staying in. Uh, beautiful community. I love I love being on the ocean, being able to smell like the salt even from like you know uh, kilometers away. Um, I think of the stuff I experienced over the past couple of weeks since our last podcast. I went and saw uh, Jordan Peele's Nope in theaters, and then I went and saw it again in IMAX. <laughs> and <laughs> that good. This is. This is a rare occurrence for me. Yeah, this is. I usually don't see movies in theaters more than once. I'll see it one time, and then I'll I'll, I'll think about it until it comes out on Blu-ray, and then I'll buy it on Blu-ray and watch it again. Um, I I couldn't get this movie out of my head when I saw it. I think the majority of my girlfriend and I's conversations uh, for the next couple days were about this movie. <laughs> like it was so compelling and and interesting. Um, so we yeah we 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 got one of our friends who hadn't seen it and we all went to see it in in IMAX. Uh, we booked a time where there was like no one else in the theater, so we didn't have to worry about uh, you know catching the virus or whatever. And uh, yeah, it was it was super good. It's one of those movies where once you've seen it the first time, watching it again with foreknowledge enhances the experience because you pick up on all the foreshadowing and all of the theming and like just little details that you didn't catch before that enhance the experience. I would say this is. There are people who disagree with this because there are people who, for some reason, think this movie is like too long or is like a waste of time. But I think, in my educated opinion, um, 
this is one of the most economical scripts I've ever read in that I, if you wanted to make cuts, I don't know what you would cut because basically every line is important in some way. Uh, it was great. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to say as little as possible about the actual movie because it's, it is so many fantastic misdirects. And even if you've seen some of the trailers they put out that's like, you know, seemed really spoilery, don't worry, you haven't seen shit. <laughs> yeah, I've only seen the initial trailer and even that was like, I have no idea what's happening in this film, uh, in like in like a good way. Yeah, yeah. So that's cool. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah. So please, please go see that if you can. I loved it. I had a great time with it. Um, Tom, where can we find you? What's the one thing you've been up to? I have been on. Uh, so I have been. I have been on Twitter. Uh, I'm usually on Twitter. Um, and you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at coldmanhot. Uh, as always. Um. So yeah. Um. Not a great deal since last time. I suppose I've mainly been playing multiverses uh a lot which is the smash brothers uh well it's the smash brothers like from uh from warner brothers uh whole bunch of their like ips mishmash together whilst they are still together or whatever uh that news about warner brothers is <laughs> ridiculous um but anyway uh it's not affecting this game thankfully uh i can still destroy people with velma um and then get destroyed by other people playing as batman usually um and it's very fun it's it it plays a lot better than smash brothers like i feel confident saying that at this point like there's some things about smash brothers that that does better like mainly about like hit impact and things like that there's a lot more satisfaction to some of the stuff in ultimate but in terms of just like general feel uh i think i prefer multiverses and and it helps that like a lot of multiverses is clearly competitive but like focus like the stages for the most part, aren't, like, throwing random shit at you. Uh, There's not any items or anything like that. Um, It's very much focused on just the core, you know, mainly 2v2, but you can do 1v1 as well. Yeah. Uh, I kind of noticed that in order to compensate for the fact that there's no items, almost every character in the game has the ability to generate some sort of item. Yeah, so a lot of the characters are are designed in the same sort of fashion as, like, a late-stage Smash Brothers characters. Like, characters have a lot going on or pretty much everyone has some sort of passive ability um you know like velma for example can just like do random shit regarding like ner- mainly nerfs to characters and buffs to allies and other stuff like that she can she can make you work out of the library she can, she can no she can call the police <laughs> to arrest you once you gather enough evidence <laughs> um which uh, has some unfortunate implications if you're playing against LeBron, <laughs> but uh, that doesn't sit right with me. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like, yeah, that, that's but, they, they should reward her character. The, the, the first time I did that, I was like, oh, I don't like this. But then I did it to Ice Dark, and it was like, okay, that, that was better. Um, <laughs> anywho, um, yes, very, very fun that game is. Um, and also, uh, I watched Prey yesterday. Uh, speaking of horror-ish films, um, and that film's great. Uh, it's the Predator prequel. It has the Predator in the 1700s in North America, like. Amongst a bunch of like uh, Comanche, yeah, indigenous Comanche, people. yeah, yeah, um, and also like French settlers as well. Um, but it's uh, it's great. Uh, it's very very good. And if you haven't seen a Predator film before or anything like that, you will you will get by just fine. But it's uh, very enjoyable. So uh, yeah, that's I'll leave it at that. But um, but yeah, that's really good. Sloan, what have you been up to, and where can we find you? You can find me at Sloan Rosette. Um, new re- new episode of the rehearsal. I'm so upset about like the way HBO Max seems to be going because I need like five more seasons of that show. That I, last yeah, episode I, was honestly I, dizzying. 
I started that yesterday, and like it, it is legitimately impressive that they managed to find random people who make me more uncomfortable than Nathan Fielder does. <laughs> what did you watch episode four? I haven't watched episode four yet, but episode two with that Robin guy who's oh. like obsessed with numerology, like that dude's like legitimately unhinged, and I have like. He he made me feel far more uncomfortable than even the most awkward things that Nathan has ever done. Episode four, like the 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 recursion that happens, like the amount of the lengths that Nathan goes to, is honestly awe inspiring and terrifying. And honestly, like this is the best show I've ever seen, like bar none. It's it's so good. I I'm praying to all to all hopes and dreams that, um they can get a season two because it deserves it. And it, I, I, yeah. I so want to watch that show for some fucking reasons. No, no one in the UK is showing it. Um, Here, Tom, I can, I can. Yes, I, can I know. I know. Lend there's, you my DVDs. There's, there's, there's ways around this stuff, but um, I, uh, I would like to put money where my mouth is when it comes to I being someone that says he likes, enjoys Nathan Fielder's stuff, but. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that, would, that sure would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be, but I mean, it's the same thing with Nope. That's coming out like, Next week or something, it's like it's out in America. Why isn't it out in the UK? Like, just do it at the same time. We live in a fucking global society. Because or people in the like, UK have never said nope before, so they they had to localize it all. Oh, it should have been like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, listen, Sloan, you joke, but the the in so there's a rule in Quebec, which is Canada's uh, most predominantly French province, that any uh, media released there has to have at least one French word in it. Because they are they are perpetually terrified of their language being wiped out, even though that is not a, cons- a realistic concern at all with That's... how how elitist and francophone their culture is. <laughs> but um, anyway, so every every film or piece of media that releases there has to have a French word in it. For example, Breaking Bad was released there under the title Breaking Bad: colon, Le Chemiste et le Fils, which means the chemist and the kid, which is a Butchering of a good title. That's really funny, um, actually. I like that. The Chemist and the Kid and is nope. my favorite uh, Mamaru Hisoda film. <laughs> and, um, but, uh, so Nope was just released there in theaters uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's called Ben Non, which means, but no. That's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, and so. You know what? So, Maybe Quebec yeah, had some points. There is there is precedent for them for them localizing the title of that movie for regions, and I'm I'm hoping when it comes out in Australia, it'll be called Nar. <laughs> if you're a, if you're a fan, if you're sick of the French, uh, again, watch Prey because uh, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of French guys get murdered I in that film. Watch that tonight, then. <laughs> yeah, Getting actually, I can't up. watch it. Evil's yeah. going on. Yeah. That's the other thing I've been up to. Oh yes, yes. Fighting game Christmas. Anyways, though. Um, next week we have episodes 36 and 37 of Digimon Frontier. We're almost done with Trubimon, thankfully. Should be, yeah. No, it should be. We are. Good. Almost. Because next week we'll, we will be done. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I mean... I mean, he had some points. <laughs> yeah, but also, still. Time, yeah. Time's good. So, this has been the Novacast, and thank you for listening. Thanks, everyone. Thank you, everyone.